Back to the Getting Prize Movie Podcast. Hello and welcome. I am Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, for those of you who do uh, take the trouble to follow us, we would like to apologize for being uh, AWOL. On it's hiatus. Com- it's completely my fault. It's been a crazy month and I'm afraid... Uh, I did ask Ian to look for a re- replacement. We did have... There was a potential replacement. There was a couple of potentials, but then I also had a crazy-ass month as well and I could do it my Sundays It's been insane. Life got in the way. But you know what? We're back. We're back. We're black and we're back. You are. And we've got He's black, I'm bad <laughs> He's crazy, I'm bad We're back for um, three weeks worth of news to get through this week There's quite a lot of stuff, so we may go a little over Although most of my news is actually um, a little bit more current Because uh-huh. um, there's been some of the stuff that was reported earlier Some of the Thor stuff, some of all that that's, yeah. uh, Some of the Hawkeye stuff That has since been we got to be on the button that, Yeah, that has since been updated yeah. So I'm focusing more on that stuff so, uh, as usual, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, you can email us in at podcast at mcyepandfries.com. That's podcast at mcyepandfries.com. We do Every have... Every week now, you we, follow me up. I have to, know because like... I speak the, too fast. Well, because, you know, you never know. There may be a whole bunch of people out there that don't, you know, that won't be able to follow your accent. True. Because you do have, you know, like a very specific type of accent. You know, some people know it as Irish. Oh. And, you know, I have met some people, mainly Chinese people, that have trouble following it. It's podcast. Podcast. Big Mac with a large order of fries. Exactly. And a cherry pie. Before we, uh, this week we're going to look at some news and we're going to review Zombieland. Zombieland, and uh, I'll be doing a little capsule review in the movie Public Enemies. Finally got to see it. Yeah, Public, Public Enemies Man. was the uh, basically Depression era heat. So yeah, Christian Bale, Johnny Depp, not the one with Superman and Batman. No. Just Batman. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got the title. They got one of the characters in there, and you know he's pretty much playing Batman, but with a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole, I have this whole theory on Christian Bale. When I get to the review, I'll, uh, I'll. Uh, it's actually been keeping me up at night just thinking about it. Really? Yeah, I've been thinking about his career, and I'm quite frankly, I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned for Christian Bale. I, it doesn't make sense, you know. It's like I get upset for weird things. It's like. You know, like if I'm a fan of someone, I want their movie to open number one. I get I get depressed when it drops to number six you know, the next week. Like yeah. like like I should be worried for this fucker's life or something. You know, the guy earns more money than, than I'll probably ever see in my life. Actually, no. You know what? Bullshit. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be famous, and I'm going to have more money than God. We're done professionally. <laughs> fucking amateur. Seriously, you fucking ass. <laughs> But anyway, we've got a fair bit of news, and those are the movies that we'll be reviewing. And then, as per usual, we will round up our show with the Malaysian box office top ten and the U.S. top ten. Before we jump into the news, I want to give a shout out to any Talking Ship listeners out there. Talking Ship, yeah, this is this is such a trip. This is a trip. <laughs> so, Talking Ship is another podcast that uh, you should listen to, and it's run by guys called Nerds and Jitterbug. I just was listening to this. I listen to this all the time. It's one of my weekly listens to on walking to work. And stuff. I've, uh, I checked out their website. Like after you told me about it, I checked. It looks out their so website. much better than ours. I know. Will you get to work on the fucking thing? If I'm just, I just gonna get fired, I'm just gonna get fired from work so I can just work on the website. That's you know, what that's do. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Look, if I knew how to work a computer, yeah. if I knew how to cut and paste, <laughs> I, I would help you out on this matter. But I, I'm I'm shit when it comes to this. I will probably. I've seen you play Halo. It's okay. Yeah. 
spend like half an hour wondering why I can't see anything is because I'm actually looking up at the sky. It, ju- it just like it's just one of those things. I am I, I have a phobia of technology. Yeah, I'm like the Wachowski brothers. <laughs> Apparently, they have a fear of technology. Yeah. You wouldn't know it. They have a fear that Squiddy's going to rip them in the ass. You wouldn't know it to watch their movies. Fuck you know, it's like, but uh, apparently, apparently, the first Matrix script was written in longhand. Fuck, really? Yeah, apparently. I, I remember reading that somewhere when the movie when the movie was actually coming out because it was getting quite a lot of press. And I remember reading it. Uh, They're afraid of typewriters? <laughs> well, they didn't say that per se, in, you know, those exact words. But yeah. I, I remember, like, you remember, you know how... Um, uh, movies, movie magazines, they, um, and also movie websites—they tend to do these summer previews. Yeah. yeah. And but uh, Matrix was a spring release. It came out in April. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like uh, there, there was this little section on the, on the uh, the top movies coming out this spring, and under the uh, "Did you know" section, there was like apparently the Wachowski brothers are—they uh, they hate, hate technology, oh. and that this and the first draft of the script was written in longhand. So they chose to make movies with shitloads of special effects, and you have to work with computers all the time. There you go. Well, they probably ask, you know, like ask the studio to pump in money. They're kind so of they into masochism, aren't they? One uh, of them is. One, well, one of them is uh, sort of like isn't isn't one of them a woman now? Apparently, like totally total S and M freak or something, which kind of freaks me out because neither one of them are particularly attractive. No, <laughs> as guys, they're mine as women. <laughs> I, shit, I wouldn't want to imagine either one of those guys as women. But you know, like there's some fucked up people out there. But getting back to what we were talking about, um, I emailed these guys in just a little movie news that they, they mentioned the Repo Man. They were talking about some movie called Repo Man, which is not a sequel and bemoaning the fact of that. Mm-hmm. So I just let them know. They gave us a really nice review. Uh, they gave us a good plug as well. So thanks for that, guys, if you're listening. I have to say it's a real honor to be described as, you know, vulgar by the guys who started the last two uh, shows with skits on Jimmy Dickfingers, uh, <laughs> Goodfellas ripped, uh, skit, and uh, a whole thing about a guy who shit the most exquisite sausages in the world. There is a trace of genius in that. Yeah. I, 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 could, I could never come up with that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. See, and they do it every week. It's like, we're, we're just vulgar. They're poetic. Yes. <laughs> so thanks for the plug, guys, and hello to any talking shit. shit thank, thank you very much, guys. It's, we salute you. It's a pleasure. Cheers. All right. Moving on to movie news, first bit, another bit of casting news from Yogi Bear. Did you hear about this? Yes, Tom Cavanaugh. Tom Cavanaugh as, as, as Ranger Smith. That's I like that casting. I like Tom Cavanaugh. He's in. I like him in Eli Stone. I like him in Scrubs. He's been in bits and pieces and stuff. And he hasn't had any big movie. Wasn't wasn't he? Isn't he the lead from Ed? Yeah. Well, he was the lead in Ed, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. He's good. No, I think the casting works. It's just um, I it's just a, it's I, a Yogi I, Bear movie. It's just I don't want the movie to exist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dan Aykroyd's in it. I love Dan Aykroyd. Anna Faris is in it. I love Anna Faris. You go. You're obsessed with Anna Faris. I'm not obsessed with Anna Faris. I just appreciate the her mo- talents. I appreciate her Lucille Ballness. <laughs> like I, I, I like any hot chick who's willing to make an ass of herself. True, I suppose. Okay, I'll give you like. That. And plus, I have weird taste anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and they got uh, JT in there. They got Justin Timberlake in there. As is he Boo Boo? Is he Boo Boo? I haven't seen that confirmed. That hasn't been confirmed yet. Yeah. But Dan Aykroyd is Yogi, right? Dan Aykroyd is Yogi. I can That's, see that working. I, I can see, see that, Justin I can Timberlake see that working out. I just don't want the movie to exist. Yeah. I'm a big Yogi Bear fan, but I'm a Yogi Bear fan of a very specific point in time. Yeah. And basically, I'm just scared shitless of any of these Hanna Barbera movies. Be, uh, like, uh, be, Hanna Barbera properties turning into movies because of fucking Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've said it once. I've said it, I've said it a thousand times. The only Hanna Barbera character that I want to see in a movie is Hong Kong Fui. Yeah, that is in development. I, I know it is in development, <laughs> and that is the only Hanna Barbera character that I'm looking forward to seeing a movie of. I want it rated R. I want Tarantino to direct it. <laughs> rated R. <laughs> I want, I want. How do you make an R-rated movie about a kung fu dog? I will find a way. <laughs> I will find a way to make a movie out of a kung fu. That's the only way to make a movie about a kung fu dog. Kung fu dog, uh, cool. Make it like Ninja Assassin. Exactly. 
Get Rain to just pop up. And get Rain to play Hong get Kong Rain, Get Rain and Stephen Corbett to turn up and have some fight or something. You know, and then Jeff Goldblum has to come in and stop the fight. You know, but he's wearing his Jesus rags from, from The Favor of the Watch and The Very Big Fish. The what? The Favor of the Watch and The Very Big Fish. It was this old movie, uh, I think it came out in the early 90s. Um, I can't remember who directed it, but it was Bob Hoskins, Natasha Richardson, and um, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And Bob Hoskins... Um, it plays this uh, guy who does uh, portraits of Christ, right? And he, but he's, but he's uninspired. He's lost his inspiration. And Jeff Goldblum, and he, and he sees Jeff Goldblum, whose character is a is a bum, sees him out in the street with his beard in the rain, and then he's like, "This guy's perfect." And he uses him to mo- as a model yeah. for Jesus Christ. And you? Uh, it's amusing, <laughs> in, you know. And then in the meantime, like to get money, he goes and he goes and becomes a, a voice dub artist for uh, European porn. <laughs> And that's how he meets Natasha Richardson's character, is that they're both doing this love scene, the dubbing for this love scene together. You this? This is fucked up. It's fucked up. It's called The Favor of the Watch and the Very Big Fish. We're going to review that soon. <laughs> I won't go so far as to say it's a hidden gem, <laughs> but it's it's definitely a hidden curiosity. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. But, uh, yeah, it's a, that was a pretty funny movie. Um, I'm going to like uh, go something a little bit more current. Did you read about uh, Johnny Depp wanting to play uh, Pancho Villa? No. This is pretty interesting. Maybe as I got this up, because I was just reading the uh, the write up of this. It was just hysterical. Uh, the Serbian director by the name of uh, Emir um, Kusturica, uh, who uh, Johnny Depp had collaborated on um, in 1993 in a, in a very little scene movie called uh, Arizona, Arizona Dream hmm, that he co-starred with uh, Faye Dunaway. Hmm. Uh, but he's in negotiations with Johnny Depp to star as the Mexican revolutionary uh, Pancho Villa, uh, uh, which is. In uh, an upcoming movie that's so f- at the moment titled, uh, I think they're going to change this title. It's called "The Seven Friends of Pancho Villa and the Woman with Six Fingers." <laughs> <laughs> kind of for- rolls off the tongue. I foresee a title change. Yeah, that ain't going to fit in the poster. <laughs> uh, but uh, the director has said that the uh, the script is complete, although uh, the movie is not scheduled to start shooting until 2011 because they got to make way for all of Johnny Depp's prior commitments. Uh-huh. Uh, but it will be a Spanish language biopic. So that'll be interesting. And uh, Selma Hayek is in advanced talks to star. I mean, that's hardly surprising. You got a movie, it's like, it's either going to, if there's a female character, it's either going to have Selma Hayek or Penelope Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> or both. Um, what was it called? Not banditos? Banda, banditas. 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 Uh, but the script is uh, based on the, uh, the biographical novel, The Friends of Pancho Villa. Um, in which the author, James Carlos Blake, recounts how Villa and his compadres had a great time fighting and robbing the rich, but also dancing, partying, and making love. Sounds good. <laughs> Robin, Head, Robin Hood, men in Mexico. Uh, but prior to... This, this is something also that I found really interesting, is that uh, before any of this Pancho Villa stuff, this guy, uh, Costa, Costa Rica... Costa, Costa, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding, his name is Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> But apparently he was planning to shoot a black comedy uh, titled Cool Water that was set amidst uh, the Middle East conflict. And it's about a Palestinian stripper working in Germany who returns to her homeland to bury her dead father. I want to see this movie. (laughs) I want to see this movie now. (laughs) It's like, fuck Avatar. I want to see this movie. Palestinian stripper. Fuck James Cameron. (laughs) It's about time. That's, that's what the whole Middle Eastern conflict has been missing. A good comedy. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Good comedy based on it. It's like all the movies that have been trying to like... Uh, Zohan. You know, it's like all the movies... Zohan was just a wasted opportunity. Totally. But all of the other like Middle Eastern conflict movies, they've all been so serious. You know, and it's like, Jesus, I mean, when are you going to realize like people don't want to see it? Yeah, yeah, they live it. Even the good ones have not made money. Like yeah. even like... Uh, 
You know, like um, fucking like stop loss is pretty good. That made no money. Hurt Locker made no money. Did make no money. Well, I mean, it didn't have a good enough. It didn't have a wide enough release to really make yeah. that much money. They, I mean, like when the movie came out, it, it packed theaters, but so few theaters were seeing it. Yeah. And that seems to be like it's really. Is that a Lion? Is it a Lionsgate release? I think so. Yeah. Lionsgate really got to get the thumb out of their ass. That's why I'm so. That's why initially I didn't want them to buy Kickass. Yeah, yeah. Because they have dumped so many good movies. Like Midnight Meat Train, they dumped that movie in the Dime Theater, and, and that they, was and, great. And that was a great movie. It could have been the new Saw franchise. That was a change of uh, uh, executives, wasn't it? That that happened with, I think. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, and then there's this other new movie. Um, well, it's not not new anymore, but the movie that uh, uh, Chris that Chris Pine had come out after Star Trek um, Carriers. Yeah. Was it Carriers? Uh, my friend Chi saw it. Said it's brilliant. Yeah. But again, Lionsgate, they dumped it. It's like in one of, like one or two theaters, and now like East Coast, West Coast, we got about the rest. I don't know, it's just bizarre. I mean, it, it's it's like they didn't they don't even give the movies a chance. Mm. And like same same thing with Hurt Locker. I mean, I don't know if Lionsgate released Hurt Locker, but Hurt Locker got a pretty decent release, but it just wasn't wide enough to really make that much of an impact. Yeah. Which is why the with the awards thing is such a such a middle finger to so many people. Yeah. Because it's looking like Hurt Locker will probably do pretty well at the Oscars in mm. terms of nominations. Oh, it's I mean, they they, they swept the uh, the Gotham Awards, didn't they? Uh, was it the Gotham so. Awards or the Independent Spirit Awards? I think it was the Gotham Awards, but the Hurt, Hurt, Hurt Locker cleaned house. But anyway, yeah, Johnny Depp, Pancho Villa. But when, uh, so I guess we're not going to see uh, Johnny Depp playing Tonto anytime soon. I guess that was bullshit. Yeah, well, what, when was that at? For a little, while, a little while ago, there were some rumors going around that uh, Jerry Bruckheimer wanted George Clooney to play the Lone Ranger and Johnny Depp to play Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just something about that that's just kind of... It's just, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, like, uh, it's just, I, I couldn't even believe that Johnny Depp would even like say, "Yeah, I'll think about it." Yeah, well, it's just one of those things. Is like, you want me to fucking what? Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that should be interesting. That should be interesting. Although I still say this guy should get off his ass and make cool water first before he makes that fucking Pancho Villa. <laughs> Come on, I'll say it again. It's about a Palestinian stripper working in Germany who returns to her homeland to bury her dead father, and it's a comedy, and it's set amidst the Middle Eastern conflict. Make this fucking movie. A little bit more of old news has cropped up a while ago, uh, but it's on a couple of sites. I've uh, been looking forward to the A-Team. The pictures they're showing, their, their slow burn is working quite well so far. Well, cameos galore. Cameos galore. <laughs> Apparently, Dwight Schultz has already filmed his, and Dirk Benedict is Dirk doing Benedict. his at the moment. Dirk Benedict. I, I hope he plays it like like how he is, as a chauvinistic, cigar-chomping cock. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen... He, he does have, I think, some website. There's him and there's some other guy. They have blogs on it, and they, it's just pure bile. They just spew bile. Like he, I mean, there's, I mean, I think he's a whole year worth of posts just about Battlestar Galactica. He just gives out about the remakes and stuff. It's like, oh Jesus, I mean, just suck it up, dude, and score a fucking cameo. Exactly. Score. A li- I mean, like, come on, man. So there's no word yet whether Mr. T is going to be in there, but uh, it's Mr. cool just to have Dwight Schultz anyway. If Mr. T is willing to do a fucking Snickers commercial, he can do a cameo in the new Eighteen movie. For God's sake, he's on the up. He's having a chance to meet Paul. He's fucking awesome in there. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, that's different. It's not. You can't see him. You can't. You can't see him. But he's, it looks like he's him. a fucking cartoon. <laughs> it's a different thing. He, in real life, he's a fucking cartoon. Yes, I know. But I mean, like, you know, it's not quite. I still haven't seen that movie yet, so I can't really comment. Mm. I still need to see that movie. It's uh, so but, cool. But uh, seeing as we're on the subject of um, animation, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be making his animated movie debut. He hasn't done one before. No. In a movie called The Guardians. And of this, this actually sounds. This is the Guardians of Gahoo? No, 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 no. This is a different thing. This is uh, DreamWorks. 
Uh, it has nothing to do with the Zack Schneider film. Yeah. Uh, but this actually sounds pretty interesting in the sense that it's, it, it has a little bit of um, extraordinary, extraordinary League, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in it. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that the, all of the main characters are like uh, these um, established, uh, established literary characters. It's, uh, the story is like an evil spirit called Pitch uh, becomes hell-bent on taking over the world, uh, as they all do, yeah. by inspiring fear in the hearts of kids everywhere. And so a group of our, their greatest heroes, Santa, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, the Sandman, and Jack Frost, <laughs> band together for the first time, determined to stand in Pitch's way. This sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> but Leonardo DiCaprio is playing the lead, and the lead is Jack Frost. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We all know how that happened. worked out the last time. Yeah. Michael Keaton didn't work for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was terrifying. Yeah, that, that movie was god-awful. It's supposed to be a children's movie, but this, the, the Jack Frost... Oh, your dad comes back as a fucking snowman. Where's the, the, the existential angst in that alone? I know. It's like <laughs> it was just like how can you how can you be okay with that? Yeah. How can you be okay with the fact that your dead dad is a snowman? <laughs> What's gonna happen when summer hits? You stupid fuck. Lost them all over again. <laughs> oh, I'm melting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just had to I just had to bring this up because it just. It sounds like something that's so retarded it might actually be a lot of fun. No, it's got to be retarded. There's no way. There's no redeeming this. If it was directed by Tim Burton, maybe. I don't know. Who do you think... Who do you think, oh, should, I mean, who do you think should play Santa? George Clooney. Who do you think should play the Easter Bunny? Topher Grace. <laughs> who do you think should play the Tooth Fairy? Anna Faris. <laughs> who do you think should play the Sandman? I don't, I, I, no, no, no. I think the Sandman shouldn't speak for the whole thing. Because he doesn't want to wake people up. Nicholas Cage then Nicholas Cage could do that yeah. <laughs> or Christopher Walken but uh, the film I'm gonna put the sand <laughs> wow you go to sleep the film is uh, based on a, a book called um, uh, the, the Guardians of Childhood um, it's not out yet it's a series of high, it's, uh, it's a series it's optioned of, already it's a series of books by this guy named William Joyce you ever heard of this guy no me neither but it's gonna be directed by Peter Ramsey I'm not too sure what else this guy has done mm. But uh, yeah. I gotta write myself a children's book and get a movie made. Fucking hell, how hard can it be? Now joined in opposition of a common foe, the gardens heed the call and combine their powers to defeat Pitch and protect the world from his campaign of fear. Terrible. Unless they go the whole GI Joe, GI Joe route and like the, those characters that like like arm up, they weapon up. I'm sh- I'm sure there'll be something more to it. I mean, the better be. You know, it's like I'm not a hugely Leonardo DiCaprio fan, but he seems to be pretty selective about yeah. the kind of stuff that he does. So I don't think he's going to do it if it's going to be like you know Shrek Part Five. Yeah. Speaking of which, they're actually Shrek Ever After, is it? There? I know, I know. Jesus, just let it die. Yeah, but they have said this is not the starting of another a new trilogy. This is just basically we're doing another one. I said it's something about I think he makes a deal with Rumpelstiltskin. It's basically Shrek One More Day. He makes a deal with him to see, you know, he's not feeling ogreish enough to see what the world... It's not One More Day, it's um, a very shrecky Christmas. What you call it? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah, it's basically, it's a shrecky life. Um, it's what, what, what it would be like if Shrek wasn't around. I just have... I, I, I don't give a shit. I, I, I would like to know what life is like when Shrek's not around. <laughs> you know, I'd like to have a few years without another Shrek movie. They, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't like all? I like the first yeah, one. Yeah, the first one was genius. first one was genius. second one was a waste of time. The third one was just like... Yeah, I can't, know, remember, was, I can't tell like, between the second and third. It was like, it was like a cock stain. It was like the cinematic equivalent of a cock stain. <laughs> <laughs> then you come up with the vulgarity again. <laughs> this, is, this is poetry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I really couldn't give a shit about Shrek. Oh, that, that was it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, I just couldn't give a shit. Speaking of religion, 
Paul Anderson, the talented one. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh-huh. Uh, he's uh, te- re-teaming with uh, C- Philip Seymour Hoffman for his next film. I saw a little bit of news on this, all right. Uh, it's, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman will play the master, as in master of ceremonies. A charismatic intellectual who hatches a faith-based organization that begins to catch on in America in 1952, and uh, the uh, core, the, the, there'll be um, the movie will center around the relationship between the master and this young guy named Freddy, who is like a, a drifter who becomes the leader's lieutenant. His main acolyte. Did they give a good casting for Freddy? Uh, no, as far as I know, the only uh, casting stuff that I've read about is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. But um, apparently, because Universal has been having shit luck lately with, yeah. uh, with their movies, they haven't greenlit the uh, they haven't greenlit the movie yet. Even though the movie will only cost about thirty five million dollars, hmm. but uh, they're not going to greenlight it until he delivers uh, a finished script. Okay, but uh, if that happens, then they hope to start shooting the picture next year. But uh, that'll be good. I mean, like. Uh, you know, P.T. Anderson is one of these directors that it's it's always interesting. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you know, the, I mean, there are certain aspects of Magnolia that I thought were stupid. Yeah. But overall, I mean, it was uh, it was a very different film, and that's what's nice about his movies is that they're always different. Yeah. You may not necessarily warm to them, but uh, I still love There Will Be Blood. Like my like my favorite movie is still Boogie Nights. Mm. But Boogie Nights was a movie that I didn't like at all the first time I saw it. Really? The first time, I guess, I guess it was because it was the whole Blair Witch thing. Everyone had been telling me that I would love it. Yeah. And, and it's not to say I hated it. I was just like, well. You're contrary. You know, it's okay. Yeah. You know, and also, I, at that point, I still hadn't gotten over Marky Mark as an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still haven't. No, but, but he's good at He plays with the, the white-eyed engineer in that. You know, but he, no, but he's just got this whiny voice, you know, and it's like every time, it's like, oh, I'm ready to shoot my cock's ready now. I'm ready to shoot now. My cock's ready. He just has this whiny fucking voice. Um, Andy Schamberg, I think, uh, on SNL, does a, does an amazing Mark Wahlberg really? impersonation. I haven't seen that. It's like Mark, War- Mark Wahlberg, and he talks to the plants, he talks to the animals. And Mark Wahlberg apparently was not pleased with that. He was like, pissed. He, he, like, he went on Leno or, or Conan or some of the, one of those shows and said, if I ever see that guy out in the street, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but apparently Mark Wahlberg he's really weird when it comes to shit like that he, yeah. doesn't, he, he doesn't have a sense of humor about himself yeah, yeah. From, from what I hear you know it's like uh, he, got, he got pissed off at Kevin Smith because Kevin Smith called, keeps calling him Marky Mark <laughs> guy's pissed off at Eminem because Eminem calls him Mark it's like dude em, let you did it it's fucking, you did it you, you called yourself Marky Mark yeah you were an idiot and they had to live with it and you had a funky bunch mm. you know and and you liked and you, and you liked things that were sweet like sun-kissed <laughs> <laughs> God, we've all got past. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's not enough really that uh, Guillermo del Toro was putting all the world's directors out of business. He's starting to muscle in on the actors too. Did you hear this? He's what? He's starting to muscle in on all the actors too. He's going to have a cameo as a background monster in uh, The Hobbit. He says he'll have a line or two and then die quickly. Well, has he ever, has he ever had a cameo in any of his movies? I don't think so. That's weird. But considering all the other shit he has to do, I'm surprised he has time. I'm surprised he has time to fucking breathe. Yeah. You know. Although I haven't heard any news on any of the stuff he's supposed to be working on. Whether he's working on Frankenstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I think right now it's got to, you know, his his next thing has got to be the Hobbit. Yeah. You know, I mean, how the hell are you going to make it, you know, fit in another movie prior to that? Did you hear about? No. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like uh, ta- you know, like Tarantino um, was talking to MTV, and uh, apparently he was offered Green Lantern. No way. He was, he was. But this was even before there was a script. Yeah, yeah. It was just sort of like along the lines of like, and he says, uh, and I quote, um, not, not since it's been a script, but just like, hey, we own the Green Lantern. Would you like it? <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be one of those ones that 
fucks with people's heads for years to come. Imagine Quentin Tarantino's Green Lantern. But I mean, Tarantino has had a history of being. Um, it would have an awesome soundtrack. It, <laughs> <laughs> and Stephen Wright would narrate it. <laughs> I, I'm personally, I would love to see a Tarantino-directed Green Lantern. That'd be fucked up. That'd be so fucking weird. He'd probably just... He want people to do the Hal Jordan story. He'd just have, like, a series of stories of all lanterns going around doing different stuff. And, the, like, you know, alien drug busts and, you know... The Green Lantern Corps, you know, like, it opens with the Green Lantern Corps, like, meeting at a, at a coffee... A at coffee a shop. At a coffee shop, talking about, like, a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> that could so work. <laughs> that walrus fucking Green Lantern... <laughs> Well, the Kilowog? He, he, he's, he's the guy who won't tip. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I'm, I'm going to go talk to... Was it... Is it Ego? Mogo. Who's the living planet? There's, there's one of the Green Lantern is a planet. Which one's that? He's the living planet. Is that Mogo? Ego? Either way. Either way, I can't remember. This would be awesome. But, uh, but, but Tarantino has had some connections with comic book stuff. I mean, he, it's... Uh, uh, he's... Uh, He's confessed that uh, for Inglorious Bastards that he relied heavily on the Marvel Comics World War II focus series Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. Yeah, um, he also um, uh, was a script doctor. Uh, he script doctored uh, Crimson Tide and that whole argument between the two guys in the submarine about the Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. Mobius and the Mobius Silver Surfer and the Jack Kirby Silver Surfer. That was all uh, Tarantino. <laughs> so, and he is a huge comic book fan. But what he does say. As he continued, because he has been offered franchises before, he was offered uh, the Man from Uncle. He turned that down. Um, no, hasn't, no one's done that with that yet, have they? Mm-hmm. No, no one's done that yet. Although uh, they're doing UFO. Yes. Have you heard about this? Yeah, and I've heard that Joshua Jackson is being cast. Joshua Jackson. A couple of years ago would have been like, oh fuck, but now, now after Fringe, like, it's like, like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, cool. And in, in UFO, he'll be playing uh, Paul Foster, who's the kind of um, the entry point character. He's a pilot who gets kind of drafted in. I never UFO. watched that. Did you? Yeah, and it's actually I think it was Paul Foster in the original as well. It had Ed Bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed Bishop, you know, the UK's favorite American. He's fucking awesome. Just his I think I had, as a kid, I had, like, um, you know those, like, book on tape and shit? Mm-hmm. It was a Transformers one with him doing the voices, and it was awesome. I never, I never, I never, uh, I never saw the UFO series, but I'm just, uh, I, I just sort of... I it's bo- the Thunderbirds, but they're fighting out of space aliens, but with live action. That's what I heard. That's and they have a funky 70s fucking space moon base on the moon, obviously, but where everyone just wears purple wigs and disco outfits. So speaking of someone who's familiar with it, do you think that it's something that can translate well? Very. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you can totally update it. It's, it's, you know, it's us. It's an under, it's the X-Files if they had the technology to fight back, in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and, and it, it kind of, there's a lot of ways they can do a lot of funny stuff with it because their headquarters is actually under a film studio. That's why they can explain away all the weird shit that goes on. I'll make a movie. So would you say that Joshua Jackson's good casting? I think so, yeah, because he's going to be like the fighter pilot who kind of, uh, maybe his plane gets blown the fuck up. And now with Fringe, Joshua Jackson's cool again. Yeah, you know, I mean, especially like, the second series. He's like, I'm fucking Action Jackson. Okay, I haven't, uh, haven't, uh, I'm only one episode in. I know, but he's like, I'm taking it to them. Fuck it. Oh, cool. Bring it. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a movie. It is going to be a, a tech movie, you know what I mean? They have like cool space fighters and they, they launch shit from a submarine which is already always handily directly like geosynchronously below where the UFO is going to come from and, um, and yeah I mean there's, there's loads of angles they can go with the only, the only thing that's worrying me about it is that uh, the guy who's directing it uh, whose name escapes me at the moment he's a first time director and uh, prior to this he was uh, yeah, yeah I got it here yeah it's being directed by a guy named um, Matthew Gratzner uh, and the only thing that scares sounds, me about this... It sounds very like Brad, Brett Ratner. Well, the, 
don't <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck it don't fuck it up for me uh, but um, okay yeah so I, I got a, I got a little um, got a little synopsis here uh, it's okay directed by Matthew Gratzner he's a visual effects wizard making his directorial debut this and uh, the move and the movies that he's worked on he's worked on Shutter Island and he's worked on Iron Man to name a few he's yeah. uh, done quite a lot of movies the only thing I always get scared when visual effects people make their directorial debut yeah because they haven't had to work with plot before it always kind of scares the shit out of me because it reminds me of another movie that I was really looking forward to that was uh, directed by uh, a special effects supervisor who was getting his uh, big break to direct a movie Uh and that's Spawn (laughs) (laughs) so we all know how that movie turned out but here's a little uh, synopsis for uh, UFO Uh, Joshua Jackson is going to star as Paul Foster a test pilot who joins Shadow the Supreme Headquarters Aliens Defense Organization. Awesome. A covert, a covert organization built under a Hollywood studio. How can you not love this? That's what I'm saying. They, that's that, a, they co-op their shit. That defends Earth against a race of aliens who have been abducting humans and using the body parts. For actual, I think for most of... I think it was one season and then they didn't get to do the second season, but they turned the second season into Space 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, but for most of the first season, you never see the aliens. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just like there's no. This is not V. This is not like you see anything. They just you see this really badly fucking spinning top UFO coming, and it's like just tension racking up as they're trying to like get ready to fuck it out, fuck it out of the sky. It's a little bit like Forbidden Planet. No. Well, Forbidden Planet. No, Forbidden Planet as well. You don't see the fucking alien. You don't see the fucking monster, and even it's invisible. Yeah, even when you see the monster, it's it's like it's this animated thing. The ticky noise in that, isn't it? But no, and this is like, you know, you'll see them and you'll fight them, but it's like you don't see the actual aliens and you don't know what the fuck they're here for. All you know is they keep coming and we have to stop them. I'm With the badassest, most te- technology we have available in the 70s on strings. I'm pumped for this movie. Yeah. I want to see this movie now. I want to see this movie. I want to see Cool Water. I'm just going to see, because the Joshua Jackson's cool, but you got to have whoever's going to be Supreme Commander of Shadow is going to be fucking awesome. You got to have someone with gravitas for that. And Because like they did go a route as well where it's like... John it's, Noble. <laughs> Just gotta fringe the movie. Fuck it. How funny will that be? <laughs> but like, and the tour of us to love it. JJ <laughs> Abrams writes it. <laughs> but it's like, I think there's a couple of episodes about Ed Straker. Ed, Ed Straker is uh, Ed Bishop. Ed Straker. You know, it's, it's easier mm-hmm. for me. He has the same first name. Um, he just like, the, you know, he can't have any life, and he doesn't want to have any life outside that. But I think he has a wife or some of that. And there's just like, there's episodes about his alcoholism and shit. As far as I remember, it's a long time ago. But thank. Thankfully, in the UK, if you live in the UK, thanks to BBC Two, you will always see these crazy shit shows from years ago. Like, you know, every generation gets exposed to... I'm going to check to that out. Can you get that on YouTube? I think so. All right, I'm going to check that out because that sounds really interesting. Because well, BBC is like, that. They, 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 they keep re-exposing generations to book writers. No, that's, no, that's the great else. thing about living in England. I mean, yeah. you, you catch up on so much shit. Yeah. There's so many things that I, that I like, sort of like watch little bits and pieces of as a kid. I had these trace memories of it and I got reintroduced to it when I was in university. Just, yeah. And it's like God, you know. It's like, and lately, it's something about this year. I've been want, I've been going through this whole nostalgia thing where I, I really want to buy up every box set of every show as a kid. I used to, I wanna, You're getting old, dude. I want to get. I want to buy my Fraggle Rock. Yeah. I want to buy my fucking Silverhawks. <laughs> I want, can you even get Silverhawks? I think you can. You must be able to get Silverhawks. I want to get Thunder. I want to get Thunderbirds. I want to get all this old shit. <laughs> but anyway, coming back to this Tarantino thing, Tarantino did mention. That um, at one point in his life he would have uh, made super mu- superhero movies exclusively. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now that he's older and he's much more self-indulgent, yeah, uh, he's decided that um, <laughs> he's more self-indulgent. So he doesn't do comic book movies. Yeah, not, now that he's, he's older, indulges his no, own no, no, fantasies. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. He's like, uh, so he says, and I quote: "So there's a little part of me that's like, wow, if I was in my twenties, that would, that would be the genre I'd want to specialize in." 
but they weren't making them then, or at least not the right ones. But there's also an aspect where I've kind of outgrown that a little bit. Now that he's, and then, and uh, he comes to the quote, the director says that he's no longer open to adapting any previously established franchise. What does get his indulgent creative juices flowing is the idea of exploring completely new superheroes and storylines. Mm. Quote, it wouldn't be an existing comic book character. I'm a writer. I want to use my imagination and not have to fight with geeks' memories of, of, how, of how this character should be. And, oh, I cast an actor as opposed to a bodybuilder. Or it's not as good as the way DC comic book artist Neil Adams drew him. <laughs> if I were to do something like that, I would want the fun of coming up with the superhero myself. Cool. Actually, I would. I'd pay money to that. Yeah. Did, did you read about... Uh, yeah, you fucked up. But uh, you mentioned the Rat Scratchner has worked on Iron Man. Did you see the... What do you think of the pick of uh, War Machine for Iron Man 2? Did you see it during the week? Awesome! <laughs> it's awesome! <laughs> it's fucking cool looking, isn't it? It's awesome! It? I, 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 I fucking posted on Twitter and I said... On, on Twitter and I said that I have such a huge movie boner right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like just... You know, like... Come on, man. How can we you have to make that a regular segment. Gavin's movie boner. Gavin's movie boner. <laughs> this week, Iron Man 2 teaser poster. <laughs> it's like, well, they showed the toy kind of in silhouette and then the and face. It looked, and it looked retarded. Yeah, yeah. And but then they showed the face, this, this, the shot of like, Don you Cheat, see Don Iron Cheat. Man standing with the war machine kind of just over his shoulder. I know. Kick ass. It's awesome. Don Cheadle's face does not translate well to toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just doesn't. It looks, looks weird. In that regard, Terrence Howard might have been a better... <laughs> Next time, baby. Next time, baby. Oh, shit, no, I'm not in the movie. Speak, uh, speaking of Marvel, did you uh, uh, read this thing about what Joe Quesada was talking about with Thor? No. I just got to read this out. This is a quote from Joe Quesada, the editor-in-chief uh, editor of Marvel Comics. The quote is, We are incredibly confident. And this is about the Thor movie, uh-huh. the Kenneth Branagh Thor movie that we talk about pretty, oh, much, every week. pretty much every podcast. We are incredibly confident, and there isn't much I could say to convince people beyond, look at these designs, look at the script, look at the moments in this story and tell me it won't be a huge success. <laughs> but that's obviously something I can't do. Ah! So the one thing I can say, and I've said as much to Marvel Studios head Kevin Fade, is that people are going to go into this movie with a preconceived idea about what it will be. If you're a comics fan, you'll have a preconceived notion of what you're going to get. If you're a non-comics fan, you'll have another notion of what the movie is all about. And what's really amazing is that both groups will walk away going, I've never seen anything like this before within the superhero genre. It's, It's so cool, and I don't want to use the word unusual, but it is unusual in the sense that it redefines what a superhero movie can be. It's not the expected story or settings. That part of it is incredibly exciting to me. Directed by Kenneth Branagh, set for a May 20th, 2011 release. And it's still not clear on whether they're going to have the Dr. Drake or whether it's going to be actually just all in Asgard. Here, you, you got the, the casting list there? Because there was like, who's it? Edris, El, Ed, Edris, Edris Elba is now in it as... Um, Sif's, Sif's brother. Heimdall, is it? Heimdall, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, he's pulling, a, he's pulling a fucking Denzel Washington and Much Ado About Nothing thing. Yeah. Because... Because that's what he did. Branagh does that because he, because he comes from the Shakespeare background. He's always been of the belief that Shakespeare is for everyone. It's not race specific, and yeah. therefore you can cast any race you want to in it. Except fair enough, fellow. Fair, fair enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are certain <laughs> things. You know, it's like you know, you know, if, if you know, if a white guy keeps referring to himself as a Moor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> that wouldn't really work. <laughs> oh, you're from the English movies. And it seems that he's because uh, he's done that before, like much to do about nothing. He had Keanu Reeves and Denzel Washington playing brothers. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> a black guy in a plank of wood. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> a black guy in a Chinese English Hawaiian <laughs> canoe. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Natalie Portman, Anthony Hopkins, Jamie Alexander, Colin Firth, Samuel L. Jackson, Stellan Sarsgaard, Stuart Townsend, Ray Stevenson. 
Samuel L. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Going like, to get some fury in there. Got to get some fury in there. I mean, probably, probably be it. Yeah, it'd be a bit. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. I call him. Oh, I said call him Firth there for a second. And Kat Dennings, who's hot. <laughs> is she Sith? Sith? No, no, no. Uh, Jamie Alexander is Sith. If you see a picture of her, she looks like fucking Sith. Yeah, yeah. She looks like fucking Sith. The only thing that's kind of weird is that uh, Idris Elba looks nothing like her. Yeah. <laughs> but Kat Dennings. Oh my god, she's so hot. <laughs> yeah, do you know her? No, I didn't see that picture. Nick and, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I had heard that she was cast on that, yeah. She's hot and she's got huge knockers. <laughs> um, Two words. Tit and wank. <laughs> Dude. Dude. You like Amy Adams as well, don't you? Amy Adams? Yeah, yeah I like Amy Adams. I don't like Amy Adams. In, as in, 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 small, in, small de- in small doses. Oh, really? I liked her in Catch, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. And uh, I thought she was... Uh, I liked her in Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> And I liked her in Charlie Wilson's War. Yeah. I like her when she's not too much of a central character. Uh-huh. Although I have heard that she's very good in uh, Enchanted. It's quite all right. Yeah. But you know, it's I mean, not a, it's not as subversive as I thought it was going to be. But uh, I don't know. I saw the trailer for Enchanted just made me feel violent. It made me want to go out there and abuse people. Even the Scott Summers bits. Even the what's his name? Ja- no, I mean, like I don't mind James Marsden, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like to me, my favorite cheap James Marsden cheese performance is still Hairspray. Hairspray. He's. I love him in that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> he outshadows De- John John Travolta. He, he outsha- Christopher Walken let me down in that movie. I was yeah. expecting more from Christopher Walken because he's a song and dance man. Yeah, yeah. And I was expecting a little bit more. He's the weapon of choice. He's the weapon of choice. <laughs> but Adams is pissing me off now because um, so this, this looks like the worst fucking trailer ever. I mean, this probably is this just, the leap year. Yes. I did. I. 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 I, I couldn't I, bring I, yourself to watch. I couldn't it. bring myself to watch it. I saw the poster. I'm like, shit. Yes. Not <laughs> watching this. But you know, it, it, fuck you, Aussie. It's it's it it's 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 particularly you know painful to me because it's like she, the whole idea is that in Ireland, in Ireland, yeah, on the 29th of February in leap year, it's okay for the, the women, yep. to uh, propose to the men. Oh yeah. So they're in the, somewhere in the states, and her husband, her boyfriend's going over there, and he, she, he ain't no ring. He ain't put a ring on it, and uh, she decides to go over. And unfortunately, her flight gets diverted to Cork or something like that, or by what it looks like, her flight gets diverted, the, the, diverted to the 1950s instead, because it's just every Irish hack fucking stereotype is in there, <laughs> and it looks. I'm just like Jesus Christ. It's oh no. She's ended up in high spirits. Jesus. Hey, I like high spirits. <laughs> oh, that's fine, but it's just it's it's it's, it's not an accurate representation of the Irish people. <laughs> That is true. Yeah. It is Although, true. and this might be better because it does have at least one scene in the pub. But I mean, it's just look weird and just horrible. And it's uh, like all Americans think that all Scottish people are like Harrison Ford in, La- in Last Crusade. Yeah. <laughs> We've come to check the tapestries. But it's like I don't know. She's trying to get from Cork to Dublin, and they get caught in like uh, you know cows cross the road. Yeah, that does happen, but not if you use the fucking motorway. <laughs> What the fuck? I don't know. I just saw Ozzy Mendez on the poster and I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, it's Matthew Good, isn't it? It's Matthew Good, yeah, it's Ozzy he doesn't look. Uh, he doesn't look, it doesn't look at all. I didn't get that at all from him. He just looks like some scrawny Irish shit. Well, he's a decent enough actor. Yeah. He was very good in The Lookout. I've seen that. You have to, okay, you have to watch The Lookout. Yeah. For those of you out there who haven't seen The Lookout, I highly recommend it. It's uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, Isla Fisher, um, Jeff Daniels, and Matthew Good. Yeah. Very, very good movie. It's the directorial debut of uh, Scott Frank, one of the best screenwriters out there. Scott Frank was the screenwriter for uh, Out of Sight, Minority Report, quite a few. Quite a few good movies. 
And uh, going back to Marvel, because there's so much of the shit happening, is, uh, and also seeing as we were talking about the Hurt Locker earlier, yeah. the lead actor of um, the Hurt Locker, Jeremy Renner, is apparently in talks. Yeah, it's nothing confirmed. Nothing confirmed. Uh, but it's it's. But he is talking a lot of. He's talking he's up talking a storm. A, he's talking a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but apparently, Marvel has approached him to possibly play. Notice, I say possibly play Hawkeye. He's got the look. He. I mean, it's if if this is true, it's solid casting. Very. It's very solid casting. I mean, Marvel actually, in terms of their casting, they've been so far. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. They've been not since Robert Downey Jr. picked up the bottle as Tony Stark. <laughs> but. Uh, Apparently, what it is now is that they just at the moment they're just talking to him. Um, it's there's uh, some rumors going around that Hawkeye might have a cameo in Thor, mm-hmm. but um, more more than anything else, they're talking to him about taking on a substan that he Hawkeye will play a substantial role in the Avengers movie. Um, you gotta have Hawkeye in there. You gotta have Hawkeye in there. Um, but uh, what he's what he was like. Uh, It'd be cool just not to have him as like you know you don't have him in the background. He just kind of turns up. He's just part of the team. Fury just brings him in. But uh, what. He had um, Jeremy Renner had an interview with Empire Magazine in which this was the first time that he let this little nugget of information out. Mm-hmm. And uh, naturally, after that, all the other people have been asking him questions about it, of course. Mm-hmm. And so what he's like saying is that, uh, I quote, I haven't heard anything since I talked to them three weeks ago. The last thing I knew is that they still have to find their director for the Avengers. Because mm. Favreau's out. Yep. That's where he's really going to show up. They were just talking like, maybe we should consider hiring Hawkeye now. But there's no director on Avengers, so they don't really want to force feed the director. Hey, here's the whole cast. Yeah, yeah. It's a big role, and so they didn't want to do that to the director. So I think they might wait. I know they're interested. I'm interested. So we'll see if it works out. Cool. Well, I'm interested too, man. Make it happen. This could be though a little bit. I don't know. Did you ever read Collider.com? I read it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, they had a bit this week about. I think it was uh, Pitch Black was David Toby, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Director. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was some talking about. Something he's done recently, or asked him about uh, Pitch Black Three, and he called out Vin Diesel. So well, I'm ready to do it. Vin's ready to do it, and like Vin's been totally saying, "Oh, we're ready to do. I want to do another one." All kind of shit. So Collider gave him the Vin Di- the inaugural Vin Diesel is full of shit 2009 award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> saw that. He I will just that. say whatever it ha- he has to say to get a movie, and he will just keep doing. The I, shit saw he that, wants I saw to that. I saw that. But uh, didn't David Torrey uh, also kind of suggest that uh, Vin? That uh, he would like, he needs Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel to do it, but the problem is that Vin Diesel doesn't get out of bed for anything less than his asking fee. Yeah, something like I didn't the, uh, Which is something that he's no longer worth. Yeah, well, they kind of said at the end, it's like, I'm call- he even said to the interviewer, I'm calling him out. I'm calling out Vin. If he's, if he's up for it, fucking do it. Otherwise, get off the, sh- get off the pot of shit. Next thing you know, Vin Diesel's like, yeah, we're scouting locations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have been scouting locations for Predator. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. And it looks, and I, I was thinking Lush Jungle Planet, but they're doing it in like... More desert. Some, like some desert kind desert of Desert type, like canyon type of shit. It could be the, you know, the Predator's homeworld is not just one geographical actual, you know, feature for the whole thing. It's not all jungle or all desert or all water like in Star Wars. <laughs> There's like deserts and forest on an alien planet. Is, really? the movie, is the movie supposed to like take place both in Earth and the alien planet or is it just... Well, I presume it's like the prologues on Earth, but then once they all get kidnapped or predator napped they all end up on the alien world and fight it out the director was talking about this movie earlier yeah, he, was like, he was he was yeah the Nimrod <laughs> the Nimrod the Nimrod <laughs> was directing predators <laughs> hey dude until I see Armored yeah. I'm gonna call him the Nimrod <laughs> <laughs> when's that out actually Armored is coming out this week and guess what it was not screened for critics oh, oh shit mm. alright yeah. get Rodriguez on the phone quick <laughs> Why the fuck didn't you hire Neil Marshall? (laughs) 
What was wrong with Centurion? I bet you Centurion gets screened for critics. <laughs> Michael Fassbender. But um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Nim- Nimrod was uh, the Nimrod was uh, talking about defending the casting of Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said like you know, I, I saw a bit of this, but I didn't read the whole thing. Which basically, I mean, like you know, basically not really telling you anything you don't already know. He's like he's like saying that you know if you go and look at the soldiers now, they don't look like Arnold. No, they look like Adrian Brody. I'm like, really? Yeah. They look like they look like a Versace model <laughs> with a big nose, with a big conk. <laughs> I was going to go for schnoz, but good call. I've been a fan of the word conk ever since I saw 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, what do you mean? Oh, because my favorite, my 101 Dalmatians is my all-time favorite animated movie. That and Jungle Book. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Jan Close version. No, fuck that, <laughs> fuck that. And uh, my favorite characters from 101 Dalmatians are Jasper and Horace. No, oh, yeah. And you know, like while they're keeping the dogs captive, waiting for Cruella to build a turn up, they're playing, uh, they're playing darts. And they're like they're, they're on on the dartboard is like some picture of the mayor or something. And it's like, oi, Oris, watch me give his lordship one right on the cup. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since I was a kid, ever since I heard that, I just thought I just love that word. <laughs> Sounds dirty. It does. <laughs> Board game news. Uh, I just did have a quick look. We talked about this earlier, but I had a quick look. Uh, Monopoly. The Ridley Scott Monopoly. This, this sounds bizarre. It sounds retarded. It stars a loser type <laughs> fellow in Manhattan who sucks at selling real estate, but he's great at Monopoly. When he tries to beat the the world Monopoly playing record seventy days straight, and he throws down a card, a chance card, and goes to bed. The next day he wakes up and he's in Monopoly City. <laughs> now I don't know how much of this article was a joke or what, but it's like everyone pays for things in Monopoly money. There are buckets and sports cars, and everyone stands around waiting for the Tarson game of life to end, but it never will. I get that last bit is, a, is a, an addition, but they did say that he has to he has to beat the evil Parker brothers in order to win and get out of this place. Please let something truly horrible happen to this movie. This really, movie, what this, the fuck are you doing? This movie cannot be made. I think I saw it on, I think it's Comedy Central or something like that. They have, um, the, the picture associated with this article had, you know, Moneybags, is that his name? Is it Pennyworth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it just has like a chance card kind of thing and it has like, you know, alien chest burster coming out. It's like, <laughs> alien infest your chests, collect $25. <laughs> the other bit of movie news that uh, related to board games is that some weird fucking news came out this week about Battleship. Yeah, apparently it's an alien invasion movie. Because <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> that's what's that's what think you automatically think that when you think battleship yeah, alien yeah. invasion. Yeah. Now it seems to be that I don't know they're, they're talking about weird shit about like on the tech on the ships that they still have Morse code things there in case all the tech goes. So it could be that for some reason the aliens fly here in a battleship and decide to take everyone on at sea. <laughs> but it, uh, I, it, uh, it's like. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. I don't know. That's the, that's the one that Peter Berg is directing, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is the movie that Peter Berg abandoned Dune to. Yeah. <laughs> Monopoly. <laughs> I get to be the banker, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, other bits of news. Uh, did we mentioned this. I don't think we did in the last cast so long ago. Uh, Spielberg's bailing on movies left, right, and center. Uh, we might have touched on it, but the, the old boy's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, we, um, with Will Smith, it's just been cancelled, and it's not—it's not just like he's moved on to another and it's moving mm-hmm, on to another film. Mm-hmm. It's dead, so we'll get no old boy. Also, news this week that he's off Harvey. He was trying to do Harvey mm-hmm. after six months of development. He's withdrawn, mm-hmm. um, and this is going to be his first directing vehicle for the new DreamWorks after all the financial problems. Yep, yep. Yeah, he says that the difficulty came with finding a star. Tom Hanks was the first, cho- first choice, but he turned it down. Robert Downey Jr. was pursued for several months, but he never found themselves creatively in sync on the project. Now this is one that will continue. It's going to go on with Fox 2000, but uh, he's not going to be involved. No, but Jesus, 
will you just hurry up and fucking make your Abraham Lincoln biopic already? Yeah. You know, it's like Liam Neeson is not getting any older, and right now he needs to take his mind off some shit. Yeah, don't wait four score and seven years more. You know, I mean, like, God, I mean, the, the Lincoln movie was proposed God knows how many years ago, and it's like, and people want to see this movie. There's it's, a, like, it's like your, um, it's like your, um, Douglas and Michael J. Fox movie, you know, just get up, just do it. Just, just do it. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, how long is it? How long is it fucking gonna take? You know, and and especially like now, I think now is a good time. You can get away with making a movie like that now. Yeah. You know, but plus you're Steven fucking Spielberg. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Just get this fucking movie. What Liam Neeson has, you know, I mean, like he's he's been waiting for years, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's been waiting for years, and the man needs it right now. No, he doesn't. He does. He needs to take his mind off shit. That's why he's burying himself in work. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, shit. That's why he's doing the A team, I guess. Yeah. So, but yeah, it has nothing to do with the money. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> Although he does look pretty happy as Hannibal in that picture. He, nice, he nice looks like he, he looks like he's having such a ball. <laughs> and he and don't forget, he is Zeus. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, here's a little um, update on the new uh, Mad Max film. Oh yeah. Uh, now titled Fury Road. Um, it had been reported that uh, Charlize Theron was uh, approached yeah. to act in it and that uh, Tom Hardy had been cast as the lead. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that this is bullshit. Not, not, not bullshit, but it's uh, not set in stone. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy says, and I quote, that uh, Mad Max is strongly coming and that uh, it's. Strongly coming. That's, well, that's, a that's quote. exactly what he said. <laughs> he must be from Croydon <laughs> uh, in his direction and that he is educating himself regarding the role. Um, but despite having taken a look at the script, he actually hasn't read for the part of Max in front of cameras. Mm. He's read the script, but that's about it. He hasn't... In uh, home, at home, in front of the... Yeah, and uh, he has screen test for, for the role, but uh, apparently, according to him, the, it was very... And this is another quote. The audition process had nothing to do with Max and nothing to do with the story or the script. Oh. It was unorthodox to the point where, actually, I could have been auditioning for anything. Mm. It was an anonymous read. Uh, George Miller and I haven't actually gotten into the conversation at all about Max. Hmm. So, he does say that he has faith, and that uh, he says, and this is another quote, if there's anybody who can create a Mad Max with me playing the character, it's going to be George, it's his baby. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah, that's not what, fucking Spielberg's going to do a Mad Max movie? Come on. Yeah, you know. It's like <laughs> George Miller. But uh, The cars are built. It's like Happy Max. Yeah. The cars are built, and it's more like, not, not mad so much as parent issues, Max. Bro. But uh, so yeah, like uh, so for those of you who uh, are following the whole Mad Max Mad Max movie news, apparently it's not set in stone. No, the just the crew are just tearing around the Australian outback of those fucking cars they built a year ago. I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't really. I'm not so sure I want to see a new Mad Max movie if it doesn't have Mel Gibson in it. To be honest with you, speaking of things you might not want to see, as trailer for Universal Soldier Regeneration popped up this week never heard anything about this fuck this I'm watching this all of a sudden <laughs> it comes out and it's like oh another Universal Soldier movie fair enough I don't need neither neither of the main guys were in 2 right was it Van Damme in 2 um, it was definitely Van, no, in two. Van Damme was in 2 was it was it was, yeah, it, yeah. was it shit the, the, yes it was yeah. the, the first one was uh, Van Damme and Lovren. Yeah. the second one was uh, Van Damme um, and uh, I think Stone Cold Austin and also Michael J. White oh um, but the third one, it's fucking JVCD and um, Dolph Lundgren at it again. At it again. Some nut jobs. Have, they're going to blow up Chernobyl, but they don't think that's enough threat. So they've got a, yeah. you, they've got one Universal Soldier as well. The next generation. Chernobyl. I mean, like <laughs> we're going to blow it up and we're going to decimate the following thirty miles. Oh, hang on a second. There's a flaw there. 
No one lives here. <laughs> I don't care. Even if this movie's a piece of shit, I'm still gonna go see it. It does look fucking cool. It does look pretty there's damn good. There's some decent like effects. There's one of like you know, there's the um, diving into someone onto a car thing, but no. like from like three stories up and shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know they, they bring the old Universal soldiers out of frozen suspension to fight the new version because he think that new version one guy kicks like a couple of battalions asses. It looks kind of cool. I'm stoked. I'm up for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm up for it. It's good. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Oh god! Another movie which looked awesome. I saw the trailer for was Bitch Slap. There was an extended trailer for this. Came out yeah, yeah, this? yeah. I saw this. I this saw looks this. so much fun. This looks so stupid. <laughs> I know. That's why it looks fun. It's going for a total kind of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls yeah, kind yeah, of exploitation, exploitation shit. type of thing. But uh, Zoe Bell, um, the, the chick on the hood mm-hmm. from um, uh, Death, Death Roof. Roof. Yep. Uh, she's the stunt coordinator, and seems to be the stunt stand-in for everyone. I mm-hmm. think at some point she's fighting herself. And uh, Kevin Sorbo gets to play like some douchebag some, fucking dealer. Some douchebag, yeah. So that'll be that'll be sweet. It does look fun. No, I. It, it looks hot. It does. Look, <laughs> it does look hot. It does look like something I want to watch on my own. <laughs> uh, no, that's all right, baby. I'll I'll check this shit out on my own. The other trailer I want to mention is that I saw the trailer for Crazy Heart. You can, uh, you can, you can leave the aloe vera. Yeah. What? <laughs> you can leave the aloe vera. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow and linen. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. Um, the other trailer was Crazy Heart, which is um, Jeff Bridges' new movie, and he's been in a lot of publicity. Thankfully, this movie, this movie, thankful for this because we had a lot of news about all this other stuff he's doing. Yeah. Such as the fact he's doing True Grit with the Coen Brothers. Yes, he is. That's he is. I didn't know this blew my mind. No, this was uh, this was announced a little while ago, and he only just recently, in an interview, um, confirmed it that yeah. he is in fact uh, reteaming with the Coen Brothers. An ordinary man is in the current one, is it? Or? Uh, a serious man. A serious man. Yeah. Very good reviews. Uh, that, that's been getting great reviews. And it's also, one of the things I, said was, I saw was that well, I mean, they loved the movie but didn't think it was going to be big. It's going big. Yeah. I mean, and Serious Man, I mean, that's the, uh, that, the Serious Man is actually like a milestone movie for us because there's a trailer for that movie that is the very first time we, we ever started playing shit. We ever, did, we ever started playing shit after the, at the end of our podcast. You're going to be fine. I actually heard the context to that and it's actually even more awesome than it sounds. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I heard the video clip, the same clip of uh, what the conversation is. Uh-huh. I'll tell you later because I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. Right, okay. But it is actually very cool what that is, and it actually, you want to punch the fucker in the face <laughs> just by listening to this. I couldn't have no visuals, it's on the radio. You're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was so on the trailers. I mean, we missed out a couple well, weeks I mean, ago. The trailer for Crazy Hard, essentially, it looks like the wrestler for country music. Pretty much. It, it's, I mean, it's also, he's teamed up with Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's like, Jeff Bridges and Maggie Gyllenhaal, really? That's a match. But it looks like walk hard. Without the laughs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jeff Bridges is always good fun. Yeah. He's yeah. always good value. And some of the news we got from his press junket on this was that when they started Iron Man 2, they had no script. Yeah. Which is which is interesting because we've given Iron Man, uh, Spider-Man 3 a lot of shit because it had no fucking script. But yeah. obviously, that was part of the process they were working with on that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. As opposed to the no process at all that was involved with Spider-Man 3. Apparently, I mean, like in this interview, he was saying that it was just this uh, really weird process of like you would have the Marvel suits there and the Marvel suits would be basically like saying, okay, your character can't say this, your character can't do it like that, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then you'd like get new pages every day and like shit just keeps changing and apparently it freaked them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know, I mean, like who knows? I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's so many movies in Hollywood get made like this these days mm. you know I mean there are so many films in which you, you know like and looking at this it looks like because the dialogue was snappy mm-hmm. 
a lot of it was probably off the cuff and yeah. just like uh, and just them reacting to each other which is great I mean you can go too far that route which is like a lot of Will Ferrell movies yeah because they just let him off the leash and it's like yeah. I've heard Land of the Lost is very much like that mm-hmm. although I still want to see it I, I, I want to see it as well actually now I had no interest in seeing it before yeah. but I wasn't contributing to now that the uh, now that the dust is cleared and everything I wouldn't mind just giving it a look I don't know if cool I like it and plus the guy the guy from Tropic Thunder the explosives expert uh, Danny what's his name Danny. He's in Hong. He's in fucking all kinds. Uh, Lots of TV shows. In the it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Danny something. Danny, we love you, Danny. He was the explosive ex- explosives explosives expert in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, also in uh, uh, Pineapple Express and a few other movies. Um, other trailers just quickly want to go over the Lovely Bones trailer doesn't give away as much and it seems to be a little bit more after what that, that scene that, that kind of mm-hmm. fucked it for us mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. needs to be a little more a lot more yeah. after that so that international trailer looks better I've heard a lot about the White Ribbon which is directed by I don't know but it's one of these weird fucking Michael Haneke I think it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a weird fucked up movie about Germany before in between wars and didn't, stuff like that didn't this clean up at, uh, at Cannes yeah I think so yeah. it's supposed to be just weird though very mm-hmm. odd it's in black and white it's in German the new trailer for Percy Jackson actually looks pretty good. You saw that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like, it's awesome. like, oh, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah. This looks, this looks <laughs> fucking cool. This looks pretty fun. So this Percy Jackson we mentioned before, we didn't understand what the fuck was going on. But um, this is the one where he's actually, he's the, actually the son or grandson of Poseidon. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> and it's got and it's got a whole bunch of respected character actors just like uh, Sean Bean is Zeus. Sean Bean is Zeus. I want to see a movie now where we get Liam Neeson and Sean Bean to fight it out for King of the Zeuses. <laughs> And Pierce Brosnan is uh, having some fun. Yeah. Uma Thurman is Medusa. Yeah. Uma Thurman's Medusa. Rosaria Dawson is Aphrodite. I love her, Rosaria Dawson. Yeah, she's awesome. But yeah, it looks very cool. And like, the effects looked awesome. It's like, I don't know, this is gonna, this is, they're really banking on this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they're really setting it up as a, as a, as a tentpole movie. Yeah, Percy gets blamed for stealing Zeus's bolt. I'm sure there's some kind of weird euphemism you can say around that. I'm sure. Um, but, so he's got to go find it and shit and, what was it? Um, the only thing that turns me off of this movie right now is the title. Yeah, it's just too fucking long. Percy Jackson and the Olympians and the Lightning the Thief. The Lightning Thief. It just, like, it sounds retarded. Colon, movie for theaters. It's, it sounds like something Polly Shorewood would attach his name to. <laughs> you know, but it's just... But yeah, the second trailer, I mean, like, uh, I was not that impressed with the, uh, the teaser trailer. Yeah. But uh, this new trailer that's come out, it looks pretty badass. I mean, if the movie has that same kind of tone, same kind of excitement, yeah. then it should be. It could be, new, it could be should better be. than Harry Potter's. That won't be too hard. No. <laughs> and I'm going to mention it. Well, again, these are for a while ago. The kick-ass trailer I can actually remember because we watched it so far long ago. But it was kind of kick-ass with yeah, the no, music in there. I think the, as kick, well. the kick-ass trailer is very fun. It's very fun. And, um, and, and uh, even if I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Clash of the Titans trailer was fucking awesome. It was metal. It was metal. It was like it's this the, grinding metal, grinding guitars playing, this flying fucking scorpions, yeah. I don't know, creepy monsters, all that jazz. It is puzzle plates in it. I it didn't is, know that. It is the best Iron Maiden music video never. <laughs> exactly. This movie, it's this the, the trailer for this movie looks like a fucking Iron Maiden video with a big budget. Yeah, it looks awesome. And Sam Worthington looks badass. He looks totally fucking he badass. badass. The little glimpse you get of uh, Liam Neeson, it looks like Silverhawks. <laughs> it looks like fucking. It looks like he looks like fucking Steel Wheel, Steel Wheel from fucking Silverhawks. Quicksilver. Quicksilver. That was his name. Quicksilver, the lead. Quicksilver was the lead guy. Quicksilver was the lead guy. 
And his, his older, like, big brother type character was... Monstar. Steel Wheel. Mon- we had this before. It was Monstar was the bad guy, wasn't he? He had, like, he had, like a, a kiss style yeah, 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 yeah. He was Ace Freely gone bad. And, and, uh, and, the, and the howling Matt Murdock character was named Bluegrass. <laughs> he just sat... He was the pilot. He just sat... He was the pilot. Play, play, guitar. Play, but his guitar could, like, shoot, shoot rainbows. <laughs> it was rainbows more than lasers, if I recall. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, this looks good. You see, like, little bits and pieces of Medusa. You see, like, little bits and pieces. You don't see anything of the Kraken. No. Which I like. Yeah. Which I like. But we already saw a little bit of the Kraken in the, in the, in the, posters. In the posters, which were very quickly yanked. Which were very cool. Got any more news? Um, I got a little bit. The, um, this is uh, in regards to, uh, what, what's the, na- what's the ma- name of that movie that, uh, that t- Terry Gilliam ke- kept trying to make but uh, could never... Uh, Don Quixote. Yeah. Well, a while the man who killed Don Quixote. Well, uh, a while ago, uh, when he was um, doing the rounds for Doctor Parnassus, yeah, um, he sort of uh, led on that John that he was going to do that movie again. Yeah, yeah. And that Johnny Depp wasn't going to be playing him. Yeah, he's already said that. I mean, that, 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 it looks like they've got financing and he's ready to go. Well, that's that's not confirmed yet, but uh, apparently, because he did say that he has sort of uh, he is talking to someone. And apparently it's turned out that that person was Robert Duvall. To play uh, Don Quixote. Yep. Because uh, apparently he's got a good strong spine. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to fall off his horse like the last guy. Robert Duvall let the, um, let, let the, uh, the, the cat out of the bag when uh, he, was, he was like saying... Because he's also in Crazy Heart. Yeah. And, uh, when he was and doing, he's also awesome. When he was doing the rounds for Crazy Heart, he was said like, uh, I may work with Terry Gilliam next if they get the money. Yes. <laughs> that could only be one project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but once again, the money. Have it's, you seen the Lost in the Mancha, have you? Um, I have not. I have it there. I just haven't got around to watch it yet. I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, because, you know, Terry Gilliam, he's just a nightmare of a fucking career. <laughs> I think one of the interviews I had with him over Parnassus, they're saying like a lot of other directors, they say, like George Clooney, does, do you one for the studio? Do mm-hmm. one for me? Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know how to do one for the studio. If you think I had figured that out, I would do that. I mean, as far as he's concerned, all his movies, he's done the, the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And in some of them, he's just being raped. By, like, he was raped in Brazil. They tried to rape him on 12 Monkeys, but he's just trying to be good anyway. Mm-hmm. Parnassus, he just got raped by fate. <laughs> A lot of he seems he just has a really terrible time. <laughs> but apparently, uh, what uh, can help convince Terry Gilliam to uh, talk to Robert Duvall um, was apparently his performance in wrestling Ernest Hemingway. Oh, yeah, he saw he's uh, I quote he saw me play a Cuban barber one time with Richard Harris, and that's what gave him the idea to cast me. Oh, maybe he's asking for Richard Harris. I'm confused. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be. I hope. You know, for Terry Gilliam's sake, I hope that it happens because yeah. he's been trying to make this movie forever. Okay. Anything else? No, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Jackson and Shudder. <laughs> it's because of the. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but did you really need to have a full screen picture of Joshua Jackson holding a camera up? Well, you know, I didn't know I was going to show it to people. <laughs> Always for later. So, um, what we have next is email. Email. Email section. So. Uh, this email comes from Stanley. I want to be in a situation where someone is compelled to call me Dr. Strangelove. Whatever I'll be doing will be awesome and fearful. Anyway, this is totally unrelated. Despite what med- medical science would have you believe, chunky peanut butter is in fact Satan's breakfast spread. Stanley's obviously an odd bird. Question. In your opinion, what, what are, what's are some of the best movie cameos? Now back to deleting massive amounts of spam, then later I'm going to start off a brass band playing all songs inspired by Jules Verne. Steampunk. From Stanley. This had me thinking for a while. Stanley needs to take his medication. Yeah. 
Um, I'm just yeah, getting Eminem's so fat in my head now, and imagine I, I, it goes I, in the boot going off the fucking <laughs> coming off a pier in the back of a boot with a tape. <laughs> I was I was thinking about it a little bit as well. I mean, this is a it's a tough question because it's one of those things that if if you were to go back and research it, you'd come you'd come across so many movie cameos that I did that <laughs> I didn't. I did just to refresh my memory. I was just kind of going on memory and like. Uh, like okay, I mean, like uh, I, I love. I came up with four awesome ones during the week, but then I got distracted by something shiny and forgot all about them. Mm-hmm. Did you remember them again? Nope. nope. <laughs> all right, you go first. Oh well, I mean, for me, one of the best ones for me has got to be uh, Martin Sheen and Hot Shots. Uh-huh. As uh, Charlie Sheen is going in the boat, and they're getting into this whole apocalypse now mm-hmm. pastiche, mm-hmm. and then the boat comes in the other direction with Martin Sheen on it, yeah, 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 and yeah. the two of them just stand up, and they're like, they're, he's writing, he's his, writing his, his, his letter, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. it's got the voiceover, and then you hear, I think you hear Martin Sheen doing yeah, the same kind yeah, of voiceover yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two of them just stand up and go, "I loved you in Wall Street," and he boats by, and that's it. <laughs> that was, that is fucking genius. That is awesome. Uh, but I think we should say as well for cameos. What we, I mean, I just uh, a cameo for me is not integral to the plot, and it's because of the who they are as an actor, as opposed to yes. their their yes. acting or you know whatever else. I mean, the, we'll get to Tropic Thunder in a bit. I think we should mention that. But yeah, no, I mean, like the, there is this whole thing. How? What is your definition of a cameo? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, the, my definition of a cameo is that um, not in the cast list yeah. not necessarily at the end but at the beginning yeah. um, and also not part of the publicity yeah. uh, not used to sell the film yeah. you know like to, to me it's because like you were saying that um, one uh, the top of everyone's list is Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary Glenn Ross not a fucking cameo that's not a cameo a supporting that's, role that's a supporting role his name was on the fucking poster with everyone else yeah fucking brass balls exactly you know, it's you uh, rest ring. and then you know, like the, the the Tom Cruise cameo in Tropic Thunder. Yes, he wasn't credited, but he was credited at, at he was credited at the end. It was a supporting character. He has enough screen time. He has he, he's a character in the movie. It's not like if you remove him from the movie, yeah, the movie the, the will, parts of it will fall down. They don't yeah. have the threat from yeah, whatever. you know. And uh, he got nominated. He got award nominations for that. You really? don't get nominated for an award for for a cameo. Cameos for me are like um, not in the um, wing unless you're the, unless you're the old white chick from Titanic. Yeah. That was a cameo, and she got fucking nominated for a best supporting actor. And he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Let's give her an award before she dies. But um, yeah, and it's like Let's if, you, if you can remove that, that person and it doesn't take away from the plot or whatever, yeah. that, that that's another thing for me. And also, it's got to be that it's there's, for me for a cameo, there's got to be a nod in a wink. Yeah, it's it's a total nod in a wink thing. Yeah. It's like ah. it's like for me, I got um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's cameo in the rundown. Nice. Uh, when uh, The Rock is going into uh, this nightclub to go and beat up some people, just yeah. as he's going in, Arnold Schwarzenegger's leaving, and just as they pass, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, "Have fun." Yeah, and I like that. That was nice. Nice. Was pa- it, looking back on it, though, they, yeah, they did say stuff about it. it was a passing of baton. So, but what a weird fucking movie to pass the baton on. It's got nothing to do with Arnold Schwarzenegger or a lot of those type of movies. The rundown. That's the rumble in the jungle as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's my friend of thunder. <laughs> that's a fun movie but it doesn't really match up with I can't imagine which, Arnie doing it which is why it, which is why it doesn't do double headers probably. which is why it was such a cool surprise yeah you know because and also that movie was kind of the point where where people were getting used to the idea of The Rock being as the new Arnie as yeah. the new Arnie so it was just a nice it was a nice little uh, thing to happen and as you say and it's, it's a very humble thing I guess as well for Arnie to do that it's, I mean that's again where it's weird you wouldn't see that it's like yeah. yeah I'm passing it off to you because you know yeah, hey, because you could beat the shit out of me. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm old, but uh, I have governmental power. What else you got? I got the Conan sword in my office. Yes, that was awesome. 
Um, some of them as well. Like some movies are just nothing but cameos, like Anchorman. Um, yeah. Although yeah. with Tim Robbins, that turns up is quite odd. Yeah. Yeah. Like you expect to see Ben Stiller in there, but Tim Robbins what? And, and Tim Robbins in High Fidelity. That's also a little yeah. bit of a cameo. Right? And uh, Jack. Uh, tying these movies together Jack Black and Anchorman just turns up as this weird biker guy who kills his dog remember that bit? yeah 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 because you think he, Anchorman throws a, Ron throws a fucking burrito at him or something and he just punts the fucking dog that's one of the funniest things I've seen oh, I got shitloads of these um, David Hasselhoff and Spongebob Squarepants has to be up there have you seen the Spongebob Squarepants movie? no I haven't I mean Spongebob's a, a deeply weird fucking show Like when they get captured by this guy who makes like you know knickknacks from what he finds on the beach mm-hmm. they actually he puts Spongebob and Patrick on a drying board to dry them out so they can be used and they, they turn into like a photoreal sponge and starfish uh-huh. like there's no faces there's no shorts or anything like that it just looks fucking weird and you also gotta mention fucking um, Hasselhoff in Dodgeball yes as the captain of the German team but like they're, they're walking down the beach trying to get back to Bikini Bottom and they've got some I can't remember what the deadline is they've gotta get back anyway and David Hasselhoff runs along the beach in his fucking red speedos with his can from Beachwatch. Baywatch? Yeah. And they're like, we gotta get back. He says, hi guys, hop on my back, I'll help you out. And then next it cuts to him and he's like, he's leaving a wake, he's going through the water so fast, he's not even using his arms. It's like he's been dragged by a boat and Patrick and SpongeBob are on his back and the bad guy turns up and they fight with him on their back like it's a train, a train sequence from an old western. It's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen and it's awesome. Like you know, like they're falling off and like grabbing onto the other leg and shit like that, and they're doing the standing on the finger shit, mm-hmm. just like on all those old tra- those movies where they're like fucking on a train. Uh huh. Cool. Uh, what I, else we got? I got um, Richard Roundtree in the remake of the, of Shaft. Oh yeah. Uh, Richard Roundtree was the original Shaft, and he has uh, one really really cool ca- uh, cameo scene uh, where. Uh, the new Shaft played by Samuel L. Jackson is being uh, thrown like thrown some party in a bar or something and then the old the old the, uh, the old Shaft turns up and then when the old Shaft is leaving he leaves with four chicks nice <laughs> awesome. damn right motherfucker watch your mouth and uh, I, got I got Ian Brown in uh, The Prisoner of Azkaban mm-hmm. do you know Ian Brown from Stone Roses mm-hmm. it, that is for me a cameo He's just sitting in the foreground and he's reading the newspaper with, I think, Gary Oldman's face animated on it. Yep. And yep. he's spinning a spoon in his coffee with his magic finger. Yep. That's awesome. And also Hunter S. Thompson's cameo in Fear and Loathing. It's awesome. That's also, that's a cameo. Is that, that yeah, is that awesome. That is a cameo. He's just there. You know, it's he's like, like, I was there walking through the Matrix. I was walking through this club called the Matrix. There I was. Holy mother, there I am. And it's like Johnny Depp looking at Hunter S. Thompson. That's genius. And that one totally fits with everything that's going on with that yes, movie yes yes and uh, you know and Flea Flea has got a lot of cameos he's got a career of cameos he's got I mean, a career of cameos Back to Future 2 it's primarily cameo kind of stuff isn't it it's yeah, like yeah. The, what was that one there's that terrible fucking movie with Buffy the movie Buffy and one of the Baldwins the runaway the, it's, the, it's the getaway it's a remake of a Steve McQueen movie or something oh, where they're like the getaway Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassinger it was Kim Bassinger and they're like they're, they're driving the whole time and Flea and Anthony Kiedis turn up yeah yeah in yeah. a monster truck for no fucking reason Anthony Kiedis also cameos in Point Break gets his foot shot off nice <laughs> um, Bob Hope in Spies Like Us Spies Like Us is a lot as well yeah actually, it's a yeah, lot right. of, like Terry Gilliam uh, fucking uh, Frank Oz Frank Oz and Frank Oz. Oz. <laughs> I love Frank Oz's cameo <laughs> <laughs> Frank Oz is the uh, the guy um, when they all take when they both take their exams in the beginning. Yeah, Frank Oz is the guy who's like uh, basically watching over them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta see that movie again. Yeah. That movie's genius. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell and Forrest Gump. Yep, Kurt Russell was the voice of Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> 
There was one dimension, I'm not sure this is a cameo, but uh, Ben Affleck and... Well, Ben Affleck and Clerks 2 is kind of a cameo, he, that, because that's because he's Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. But they were credited, though. I, I know it's true, but it's, it's, the, it seems like cameo. It seems like... I like Ben Apples. I don't like Ben Apples. It's like Matt Damon and Jason Lee in Jersey Girl. That that would be a cameo. I haven't seen Jersey Girl yet. I haven't subjected myself to it. Matt Damon and Jason Lee have got this brilliant scene in uh, in, in Jersey Girl. You've also got Hulk Hogan and Gremlins, too. You know, when the movie breaks down? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's fucked up. It's just... Fuck, uh, Mike Tyson in The Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll have to say we'll get to a zombie land later but there is the cameo in that which there, we can't spoil we can't spoil which is awesome there is an awesome cameo uh, some fucking piece of shit websites have already let the cat out of the bag yeah you shouldn't but for those, but for those of you who uh, are, are not familiar with the cameo in zombie land just check that movie out it's got a great cameo in yeah uh, Danny Glover and Maverick yeah Sam Raimi I didn't know I didn't know Sam Raimi oh that's what it was Sam Raimi turned up in like a load of Combrunner's movies I do remember seeing him in uh, Miller's Crossing which is, I love that movie mm-hmm. you should do a little hidden gem on that and, uh, but also just in the, in the quick Hudsucker Proxy he's one of the shadows and he goes guys yep. I got the idea I got it and what came up as well in this was new to me totally but not new to you Hot Fuzz the Simon Pegg and yeah, Frost yeah, yeah, movie yeah, yeah. There's they managed to get Kate Blanchett in it and they covered her from head to fucking toe in like forensics gear and you don't fucking know it's her. She, she plays Simon Pegg's girlfriend at the beginning of Hot Fuzz the one that breaks up with him yeah uh, that's Kate Blanchett fucking Frank right yeah yeah is it Frank in the background yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Kate Blanchett behind all that and um when Simon the, first, the only time Simon Pegg gets injured in the line of duty when he gets stabbed in the hand the guy stabbing him is Peter Jackson and I think there's uh, the article I, I found on this was that saying like yeah, that Peter Jackson was in town he liked their stuff and he was just talking to them and said they can do a cameo do today he's like they put him in he's a demented I was stabbed in the hand yeah, by a demented Santa. Santa and they said Simon Pegg was saying in some publicity around the time yeah we had to actually dress him up and we had to put a belly on him and give him a beard because he had neither when he turned up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember like being shocked because there was uh, you didn't see him at all. Like uh, it's a, less than a, a ten second segment. I know it was just it was just it's like bizarre. bam. It's just bizarre. And I, I looked at it on YouTube afterwards. It's like Peter Jackson. What? Because <laughs> it was thrown in at the end of uh, uh, on YouTube. There's a, you can look up YouTube. They have like Peter Jackson cameos in his own movies. Mm-hmm. He's in the Frighteners. He's, he's in all of his movies. all of his movies. I didn't realize. I didn't see his being in Return of the King. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. got an arrow or something. Yeah, yeah. No, because in, he eats a carrot in um, the Fellowship of the Ring. Well, because um, in, um, his his cameo in Return of the King wasn't in the theatrical release. It, it, was, it was only was, in the uh, extended cut. It seemed, that kind of hit me, actually. And um, It was the entire special effects team and him. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, some weird ones as well, like in um, Star Trek Nemesis, Brian Singer is an ensign for some reason. This is Star, cool. Star Trek actually has a history of, ins- of insane cameos. Yeah. And this is, again, this comes down to the kind of cameos I like. I mean, I like the fact that Brian Singer is just in the background in Nemesis. And also in Star Trek 2, someone comes and wakes up uh, Sulu, and you only, you, you only see him in silhouette. Mm-hmm. And it's just his voice. And it's Christian Slater, and it's like, of all the people to choose, whatever, but apparently he's a huge fucking Trekkie. And that is cool. That's that is a cool, cool cameo. Yeah, that is a cool cameo. Um, Emilio Estevez in Mission Impossible. Mm. Um, Sharon Stone as her basic instinct character in Last Action Hero. Yeah. And basically anything Robert Patrick has turned up in looking for with a, with a Polaroid saying, have you seen this boy? Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. With Wayne's World. I think he did some of the movies as well, didn't he? I think so. I think so. But there's there's been so many. Eric Roberts in Spun. Um, Eric Roberts in Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. Just, Just Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Anytime Eric Roberts pops up in a cameo, is always a good thing. But getting back to Stanley's question then, what would be your best? What would you think your best one? 
Well, I mean, okay, like in recent memory, the one that really got me excited would be uh, the Samuel Jackson cameo at the end of Iron Man. Yeah. And the Robert Downey Jr. cameo at the, the end, end of the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. You know, like just like cameo that makes you go, yeah! Well, fuck yeah, man! All right! You know, like that's the one that springs to mind immediately. Yeah. I think for me, it's got to be the Martin Sheen thing because I've referenced that so many times in conversation. Um, oh, and especially mention most of the Huey Lewis and the news and Back to the Future. I do like that where he's like, you're too loud. And I also really enjoyed uh, the. There was this little little scene movie, independent film called Sleep with Me, mm-hmm. and it was Eric Stoltz, Jennifer Meg Tilly, and Craig Sheffer. Mm-hmm. And um, Quentin Tarantino has an amazing cameo yeah. in, at the end of the movie. Um, that whole thing that we that has become part of the pop, pop culture vernacular now about the whole uh, about Top Gun being the gay thing, being a gay thing that originated with in this, that movie. It's like a, it's a two minute scene. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. That originated with this movie where uh, Quentin Tarantino is having a conversation with another character in the movie played by Todd Field, mm-hmm. who also went on to become a very good director. Todd Field directed In the Bedroom and uh, a couple of other movies. And they, ha- and they have this uh, two, three minute conversation about Top Gun and about how Top Gun is all about it's homosexuality. homosexuality. And it's a genius scene. And so many people are familiar with this, uh, with this theory now. Yeah. But not many people are familiar with where this theory the o- originated from. It originated with this movie called Sleep With Me in 1993 or 94, this movie came out. One thing I took out of this, because he's, it's, it's, it's not just cameo anymore, it's a career, is Stanley. Yeah. And I mean, the first was still the greatest, which was in Mallrats. Yeah. When he's like being pestered by Jason Lee about the thing. Is his dong made out of purple rock? Or orange rock? The thing. Is his whole body made out of orange rock? That's like his dork. <laughs> that was, and he's been. Mr. All Fantastic, and every part of him stretched like his. <laughs> yeah. All of that. I mean, I do, of all of them all, though, I think the, the, the you know, drinking the gamma irradiated Coke cola in uh, The Incredible Hulk, Hulk. Was, was. it's That is nice because it's not. It's. It's not forced. It's, it's not forced. Like, and you'll miss it. This also got me thinking about the bad. And I liked his cameo in Daredevil. Yeah. That was a nice cameo. So, yeah, you just got stopped with the... You just got stopped by, yeah, yeah. They don't draw attention to the fact that it's Stan Lee. And Stan Lee should just not have dialogue. Yeah. Because... <laughs> right, Iron Man. Hey, 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 Hugh. You said turn another one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was nice. That was nice. Because, you know, Stan Lee, he, he has a pedestal on his own for cameos. As I said, yeah. he's, he's a category. Yep. But the way that Stanley phrased their question, that also got me thinking about the worst movie cameos. Mm-hmm. For me, the pinnacle was Val, Fat Val Kilmer in The Love, Love Guru. Guru. Yeah, that, that was the nadir of movies, and that was the nadir of... Who was the other person? Was it there was some other weird fucking cameos? I know, I know, movie. I know. I just... I just uh, Jen- Jessica Simpson. Jessica yeah. Simpson. I just remember when you and I were watching that, and when Val Kilmer came on, we, we, were, both, we were both like, Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Really? You're not really doing this, right? Oh, all, that, all that kiss, kiss, bang, bang, kudos, that's gone. You used to be Jim Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> now you're weird and fat and you're hugging Mike Myers dressed as a guru. Why? <laughs> Dear God, why? Oh, God. But Sean Connery and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I, I, did, I didn't mind that so much. No? Sean Connery and Robin Hood, I didn't mind that so much. Patrick Stewart and Men in Tights. That was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I know you gotta get some kind of cameo to ape the other movie, but my god. And basically, M. Night Shyamalan in every fucking movie he makes. I mean, the director cameos are a weird thing. You kind of can't put them in that list because yeah. they just they do it all the I time. I didn't mind M. Night Shyamalan's cameos back when they were still cameos. Before The Lady in the Water, be, be, he, was be, a fucking, he was the writer. Before had they, to write the great book. You know, before, before it like, developed into full blown characters. You know, it's like. Be- better not be in fucking Avatar, The Last Airbender. 
I hope not. Yeah. Or if he is, it's a Peter Jackson style arrow in the face or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me for yeah. cameos. Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, I think I have one other bad one. No. So, <laughs> moving on to reviews. I'll just talk very briefly about Public Enemies, and then we'll get into the zombie film. Then, we'll, then we'll get into Zombie Land. Um, Public Enemies is the uh, the latest film from Michael Mann. Michael Mann is the director of um, Manhunter, Heat, Heat, um, Collateral. Collateral. Oh, oh, Collateral. Uh, Jason Statham, the beginning of Collateral. Oh, is he in that beginning? That's a good cameo. I haven't sat through that yet. You haven't, you haven't seen that yet? No. Jason Statham's got a cool cameo at the beginning of Collateral. I just um, can't watch Jason Fox or Jamie Fox anymore when I think it. Michael Mann also directed, um, so yeah, uh, Collateral. Uh, fuck, uh. What's wrong with you? <laughs> song. <Go through>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he directed Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, Michael Mann is a very good director. He, yeah. he directed Miami Vice. Uh, and he's, I guess you could say he's known for directing the adult blockbuster. Yeah. Um, the, a gritty, crimey kind of thing. Yeah, very much so. I mean, lately he seems to have uh, been gotten stuck in this funk where he's just obsessed with making these sort of like crime epics. Yeah. Um, that are shot in a very particular style. Yeah, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that it's gotten to a point now where you're starting to recognize his tricks. He's turning into David Fincher. I mean, like, yeah, he's obsessing over lighting. I mean, it's like, it's like you were saying that uh, Mark Mode was uh, mentioning that the look of this movie because it's, it's, shot it's a red one, is it? Or red? No, it's on digital. It's, is it a red, big red, or whatever they call the fucking camera? I'm not too sure. No. But the, yeah, it, it's very digital. Yeah, and uh, apparently you were saying that uh, Mark Mode like found that distracting. I didn't find it distracting. What I I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie. My my whole problem with it was is that number one, it's gonna draw. Uh, comparisons with Heat. Yeah, it's going to because it's a cop after a bad guy. Yeah, a, a, a charismatic bad guy who lives by his own rules. Yeah, pretty much. Um, what I found to be a bit of a letdown is it's not like Heat in the sense that both of the your supposed main characters, uh, Johnny Depp and Christian, it's not Man, a double header. It's not a double header. I mean, like there is so much attention and detail given to uh, the character of John Dillinger. Mm-hmm. Um, and hardly any given to Melvin Purvis, right. uh, which is the character that uh, is played by Christian Bale. Who so is, this is you should, for the listeners. Okay, uh, this is the story of uh, John Dillinger, who um, in the uh, in 1933 during the uh, the heyday of the, uh, the great tiny gun that chicks always pull out in movies is getting named after him. Yep, the little four barrel thing, right? Yep. Um, during the height of the Great Depression in the 30s. Uh, John Dillinger sort of um, developed this Robin Hood status amongst the people because he would rob all of these banks, but he would only take the bank's money. Like uh, he would not, he would always give the, uh, the 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 bank customers their money back. Yeah. Um, mainly because I mean, like he's not there for their money; he's there for the bank's money. And yeah. you know, so what? But he was no less of a cold-hearted killer. Yeah. <laughs> and and so this movie kind of it ro- it romanticizes him a fair bit. And uh, it focuses a lot on the love story between uh, him and um, uh, the character played by... Um, Mar- what's her name? Marion... Courtlard. Co- Courtlard, yeah. I can never pronounce her fucking... She should be at the top. No, here. Uh, and she plays uh, Billy Frechette. And uh, they have a very nice chemistry, and they're both very good. But the love story gets a lot of focus. Yeah. Love story gets a lot of focus, and then not that so much focus. She's all the way down the page on IMDb. No, no, this is uh, it's <laughs> like shit. You got alphabetical <laughs> order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's and then you have uh, Mel- Melvin Purvis and uh, J. Edgar Hoover, and it, this is sort of the 
the beginning of the FBI. It's the beginning of the whole era of G-men. Yeah. And it's moving away from like a loose confederation of states towards centralized yeah. uh, policing force. And uh, B- Billy Crudup, uh, Crudup yeah. uh, plays uh, J. Edgar Hoover, and he's very good. Is he dressed? No. Oh. Um, actually, I mean, one thing about this movie is that this movie is filled with actors that when you see these mo- any of these actors in movies, you just smile. Yeah. It's like James Russo turns up as uh, Walter Dietrich, uh, David Wenham. Uh, David Wenham is uh, uh, Harry Pierpont. Um, uh, you have uh, Stephen Dorff as uh, Homer Van Meter. Oh, yeah, exactly. um, he's in what's his name from Fighting in it as well? Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah, as Pretty Boy Floyd, and he's just got one scene. Yeah, just like one scene. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi turns up. Sweet. Um, as uh, Elvin Capus. Can't wait to see him in Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Giovanni Ribisi. I love Giovanni Ribisi. Ever since the X Files. <laughs> Uh, but him and Jack Black we need to put them two together again you do that's that's a good combination and also as Phoebe's brother and yeah friends, he's good fun in that. Um, but um, I mean the movie's got a solid cast and all of the performances across the board are very good performances the only thing that kind of ruined it for me was that I just wanted to see more of Christian Bale's character yeah because Christian Bale's character is actually a very fascinating character um, but all you see of him is him on the trip mm. you don't see anything else you have one scene towards the end that involves uh, his character and um, uh, Marion Cotillard's character that you see another side of him and you kind of wish that there were more scenes like that but there's not that's just the only time when you get to see him show anything else other than cop on on the trail and is that because of the heat comparison is it like you're expected to see you just expected to see more of his life I I I to an extent, and also because I figured, um, why take the role? Yeah. If, you know, because anyone could play this role. You don't really need Christian Bale to play it. Yeah. You know, so if you're if Christian Bale's going to take this role, it must have been just to work with Michael Mann. Yeah. You know, but uh, there's nothing really about the role that would set it apart from that would make it like, oh yeah, I got to play this role. You know, and the the character of Melvin Purvis was actually a very conflicted character. I mean, he he ended up killing himself. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, he he left the bureau not long after John Dillinger was uh, was killed. Wow, and because um, they sunk his white whale, and like uh, you know, like uh, about uh, about twenty, almost thirty years later, he kills himself. Fuck. So there's there's a definite, very there's a very fascinating character there, and it just felt like it was skimmed over in favor of the more glamorous character. Because um, right, it's not just glamorous. I mean, I've seen some bits in the trailer where he's like. They have the newsreel, you know, at the beginning in the, in the, in the theaters. Yeah. He's sitting in the theater watching them talk about himself, and yeah. no one realizes he's there. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's totally showboat. Yeah, absolutely. And Johnny Depp does that sort of thing very well. But yeah. that's, and that's another thing. You get the feeling watching this that you've seen Johnny Depp do this before. Uh, you know, it's like, he's very good in it, but you've seen him play this guy before. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the fast-talking, kind of like slightly unusual, but very cool type of guy. Um, and same thing with Christian Bale's that you've seen him play this character before he's basically he's playing Batman with, an, with a southern accent in a suit in a suit um, and he does a very good southern accent mm. uh, I mean I mean Christian Bale's a good actor but I think part of the problem now with Christian Bale is that ever since that fucking um, audio recording got released and of him being angry or being a dick being a dick and being angry and just being pissed off and it just so happens that the movies he's done since then he always looks angry. Yeah. So you don't think he's he acting. He scaled his way through so, salvation. So, so you don't think he's acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you, the, that whole illusion of who the guy is is broken because of this audio recording and you watch him in this and it's like he looks pissed off. He looks like he's going to lose his temper. <laughs> you know, that's why he needs to do a fucking comedy very soon. So people... With Kate Hudson. Someone. <laughs> someone. Katie Holmes. Someone. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine if he loses it on Katie Holmes? <laughs> 
Tom Cruise will go he just like disappear <laughs> Tom Cruise is going to go and confront him no, no it won't be Tom Cruise it'll be the full weight of Scientology <laughs> he'll just disappear uh, I mean, Christian Bale still missing after all this time but I mean like uh, if you like these sorts of movies if you like crime dramas then I would definitely recommend it mm-hmm. I mean it's a beautiful film I mean it's shot beautifully um, the production design is amazing it, uh, my biggest complaint with it is that um, the script is a little weak in places uh-huh. and the pacing is really weird Okay. It's like certain parts of it move beautifully, and certain parts of it just are they just they just like stay there. Yeah, you know. Um, but I would definitely I would definitely recommend you watch it if you if you're a Michael Mann fan, if you're a Johnny Depp fan, if you're if you're a crime drama fan, if you enjoyed Heat, chances are you will enjoy this. Uh, but it's just a very different film. Did you have something to say about this, or was it something to say about Zombieland earlier? About what? You said you had something to say about something. No, it was this. Oh. It was this. It was the whole my theory on Christian Bale. Yeah. What well, the problem that I have with him now is that I don't feel he's acting anymore. Gotcha. And he needs to do a movie that, that can show that he can have a laugh every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to do a Jared Butler romantic comedy. No one. No one is going to. No one is gonna. No one. I, I think has any doubt that. But he, he can do intense. That he can do intense. <laughs> we've, we've all seen the Machinist. <laughs> so. Zombieland. Zombieland. So we might just catch a screening of this. Uh, worldwide, this is out all over the place. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's been in the States for a while. I'm not sure when it gets on UK and Ireland. And mm-hmm. Any other listeners, let us know where you are. We'll have a look at your release dates as well. But uh, this is a movie about uh, Columbus, played by someone who looks very look much like Michael Sarah. The uh, new Michael Sarah. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. He's in Adventureland as well, right? He's in Adventureland as well. I have that. I just haven't watched it. And he also plays the same kind of character. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the new slacker. He's the new king of the slackers. Like Mike, Michael Sarah is working hard now to break out of that yeah. with uh, with Youth and Revolt and Scott Pilgrim. So um, this is a story of Columbus, who he's a bit of a disaffected teen wandering across the states. The, the the opening is fantastic. The opening is beautiful. This is not the United States of America. This is the this is Zombie Land. We should. I mean, like the first thing you need to know is that this movie is awesome. It is. It is a awesome. kick ass movie. It's very fucking cool. The uh, the idea, you know, the zombies have come. They've killed fucking everybody. Everyone's disaffected. Everyone's wandering around, and Columbus is wandering around and informing us of his rules because he's not a, he's not a, he's not one of these fuckers that gets eaten because he's got rules. Yeah, you you know, zombies will always go for you while you're in the bathroom. I think it's rule number three. They always go when you're unprepared. So like he, you know, you triple fucking check that bathroom and you have a shotgun handy. Rule number one: cardio. Cardio. It's like when the zombies, when the infection came, the first people to die were the fatties. The fatties, because they couldn't run away. And, <laughs> and the way they do this, it's very much like um, uh, Stranger Than Fiction. The the, the 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 stuff superimposed on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the rules pop up, and like the cast interact with the rules, which is cool. Like this text has cardio, and if someone runs by, they knock off the zero or the O. Yep. that's cool. I like that a lot. Um, the, I'm, the other, sure, I'm sure they'll put that to use in the proposed sequel that apparently is going to be in 3D yes you'll be <laughs> hitting the face by cardio so he's got his rules and they are like it is It is a quite knowing zombie movie about you know they check the fucking back seat you yeah. know things yeah. like that yeah, it's, 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 it's basically all of the shit that you used to scream out at characters in the movies in the, in the movie theaters when you would go see like Halloween or something yeah. all of the stuff that you would scream out at Jamie Lee Curtis these are actually on the screen yeah and they're aware of them and they have their rules it's like how many times have you seen a movie where a guy has like shot the bad guy gone up to the bad guy and then not shot him again yeah the double tap the double tap it's like you kill him fair enough if you think he's going to be dead doesn't matter shoot it again in the shoot head again <laughs> the do- and there's like there's moments where it's like you, they shoot something and they shoot it again and you're like you're just waiting for the double tap and it just pops up and it's awesome it's, 
It's so funny. This it's movie. very funny. It is the mo- It is the character that Woody Harrelson was born to play. Yeah, so he meets up with Woody Harrelson, and his, they said, his, well, so his character's name is Tallahassee. Well, this is the thing. Everyone's name is the States, but it's Woody Harrelson kind of just starts it, because I didn't realize yeah. where they come from. He's like, well, what's your name? He's like, well, where are you going? He's like, I'm yeah. Columbus, well, I'm going to Tallahassee, and they run into Wichita and Little Rock. Yep, played, uh, Wichita is played by Emma Stone, and Little Rock is played by Abigail Breslin, and I'm, she's I'm, from uh, Little Miss Sunshine, right? Little, uh, Little Miss Sunshine, and she's also uh, from Definitely Maybe. Yeah, and um, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm worried. Why? Because I, I I think she's cute. <laughs> she's jailbait, Sam. I need, I, need, I need to get I need to get a sound effect of just like prison bars slamming shut. I don't know. There's something wrong with me these days, dude. I'm just like I'm watch I watch Zombieland. I'm like I, I don't I'm not looking at Emma Stone. I'm looking at Abigail Breslin. There's something wrong with you've me. gone from too old to fucking too young. It's like I'm watching the trailer for 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 Kickass, and I'm like I want Hit Girl. Oh God, you need to, we need to we need to sit you down to like a fucking what's her name from Galactica. And then I saw Rosalind. We can give you a Rosalind marathon to set you straight, boy. And then I saw Orphan. Oh no. <laughs> I did see Orphan. Is it fucked up? It's all right. It's all right. (laughs) This is not the review you're looking for today. Maybe next time. No, no, no. Next time. Next time. So basically, they're all wandering across the two. They run into Wichita and Little Rock, who can screw them over numerous times. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just a great little, you know. They just what's what's nice about it that catches you off guard is that um, is that the amount of attention that actually is paid to character. Yeah. To to the way that these four. very unlikely uh, companions actually sort of learn to coexist with each other. Yeah. And that's kind of nice. I mean, I was not expecting that. I was expecting a lot of sort of like, you know, gross out zombie humor, which is also there. Which is also there. It's which like, is also there. Oh, that's got to be Zombie Kill of the Week. And it's like, yeah. no, no, Zombie, zombie Kill of the Week. week. I was, was such and such. And it has like, they have the on screen little, like, it's like an achievement of fucking Xbox. Like no no yeah. zombie kill of the week goes to such and such from such and such Arkansas and she's like the zombie's running at her and she like drops a rope and drops a piano on the fucker <laughs> and it's just a cutaway and it's never mentioned again and it's awesome and it's just this this, this little kind of pop culture little things like that yeah, it's just yeah. very snappy it's uh, it, it is definitely a worthy American version of Shaun of the Dead I don't like that comparison I, 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 don't, I don't like that comparison either but I mean it's it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lazy it's, comparison it's a make. fast way to just sort of do it I don't think it has any resemblance whatsoever no except for the fact that it's zombies yeah. and it's comedy yeah and I think because I mean they do go in different directions very much I mean like you look at a lot of Shaun of the Dead is getting away from the zombies there's not these guys aren't really a lot of publicity stuff I saw said zombies weren't so big in it. it's more about the relationships and while that the relationships are a big part there is a fuckload of fucking zombies in there there, there is a lot of zombie action in there and, I, I love, I, but that's what I mean it's got just the right amount of zombie action I mean too yeah. much and it would have been overkill anyway and yeah. it would have gotten old yeah it would have gotten old I mean, what's, nice, what's nice about the zombie action is because essentially you are recycling the same joke Mm. Every time, every time zombies come in, you are recycling the same shit that you've been doing for the whole film. Yeah. So if there were to be, if there, were, if there was to be too much of that, it wouldn't be good any, anyway. No. But um, and like even uh, like the cardio thing comes up, you know, when they're having the the, the the campfire game of Monopoly. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, how, how did I, the guy with the biggest cardio in the world, not spot this? Because <laughs> he's got the biggest heart. It took me a while to get that. It's just, it's witty, it's snappy, it's yeah. just funny as fuck. You're just like laughing your ass off. It's got slapstick. Mm-hmm. It's got wit. Yep. It's got violence. Violence it's and got gore. It's got cool violence. And they yeah, walk yeah, into yeah. a store like Tallahassee is looking for the last Twinkie in existence. Yeah. Even Twinkies 
will do have a sell by then. Yeah, yeah, by yeah, then. yeah. They are made out of. I think there's, there's, they are made out of 100% preservatives. But even with that, they will go off. The part that actually cracked me up the most is when they when he storms that truck and it's the hostess pie truck and, it, and it's all it's all the, the snowballs, <laughs> snowballs. And it's like I hate fucking coconut. It's like it's not the taste. It's not the t- I like coconut. I like the taste of coconut. It's not the taste. It's the, the texture. <laughs> it's just again little character beats that are just in there like that and just thrown away beautifully. Great film. Great film. I really enjoyed it. And there is one of the best cameos ever. Yeah. And we're not going to spoil it for you. You just need to see this fucking movie. This movie, and uh, I mean, this is originally pitched apparently to CBS as a TV show, which would have been awesome. Because it actually has the beats of that character. It does, stuff. it does. Although, although I think, just to maintain it, I think it would have been better if... Uh, I, w- I think it would have been better if it was a series on, not a network station. Maybe, yeah. Just, yeah. just so you HBO. could... Yeah, like, just so you could have a little bit more gore, just so you could have a little bit more cursing, maybe yeah. some sex in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some titties. Yeah. You've got you know, to have, like, some titties. Some zombie there. titties. Some zombie titties. <laughs> you saw that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that fucking naked zombie. <laughs> some zombie titties. <laughs> I love the way as well, like, they just... Beautiful things like they walk into the store, one of the stores, and like Tallahassee's got like a knife, some weapons, and a banjo, and he starts playing dueling banjos. Yep. Just because the, the zombies will come for noise, or when he rings the bell. Uh, That's awesome as well. Awesome. Or when um, he Jesse Eisenberg slides underneath the knife. Mm-hmm. Don't hit me. And then he hits the other guy. That's just like sweet looking. Mm-hmm. The other thing was the oh, what was the Tallahassee was doing? The bell thing. There was the oh when they meet first. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that when they're like, they're, they're first like, you know, Tana has just walking down. It's like travel light. And that means like not just luggage, but people. Mm-hmm. And as he's going along, uh, Tallahassee pulls up with the, in his caddy. And the two of them get out. They're just pointing guns at each other. And the fucking music from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly starts playing. Did you uh-huh. notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was fucking amazing. I love that. It's just, it's the, the clock noise at the end. Genius. Absolute genius. So, yeah. Oh, I got something. Hmm? You, you got something? I mm-hmm. got something. You got something? What do you yeah, got? That is good, but I got something better. Okay, then you can do it. You got to do it every week. I want to do it this week. All right, then you can do it this week. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> this makes great radio. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the US and Malaysian box office top 10. So, yes, with that, please go see this movie. Yes, Zombieland uh, coming to theaters in Malaysia next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, all the parts of the world, it's been in a while. So, if you can't have caught it already, go catch it in the cinemas because we need more of this. This is a good, smart movie making. We need more of this kind of stuff. So, counting down the Malaysian box office top 10. Number 10, Planet 51. I've heard it's a turd. Number 9, Astro Boy. Ditto. Number 8. <laughs> you eight. stand up for the Nan Avan Eli 2. 2. We missed the first one. Number 7, Mulan. Number 6, Jalan. Number 5, Scenario the Movie, Episode 2, Beach Boys. My God, we haven't seen the, the, all local movies. We should catch some of these things. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> Number 4, A Christmas Carol. Yeah, I'm hearing a few things. I don't know. It's, I mean, if, no, I don't want to see it. Number 3, Ninja Assassin. I want to see it. Number 2, 2012. Try to see it twice. <laughs> Number 1, The Twilight Saga, New Moon. Fuck off. And die. <laughs> Sparkle vampires. <laughs> Number uh, 10 for the US box office. Number 10, The Men Who Stare at Goats. I, I want to see, see, see that. Number 9, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I, I want to see, see that. that too. Number 8, Precious. I hear this movie's awesome. Yeah, I know, but it just seems. It's just The only thing that's putting me off it is that Mariah Carey's in it. Oh, really? Yeah, Mariah Carey. I think she plays like a welfare worker. Well, it's about, I, I, it's about some I, girl, what is it? She's a writer or something? I, I or cannot buy Mariah Carey's. As anything, apart from a skank. Um, <laughs> what's the thing with Precious? Is it she's writing it? She's like, it, it's one of these like inner city projects. Like an uh, incest type of abuse type but of Does she turn into art at some point? I have no idea. I thought there was like some hidden gem in the rough or something. I have no idea. I, I don't really know what it's about. 
but it's based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Yes. Number seven, 50, Planet 51. Yeah, I mean, have you seen The Alien? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Apparently, that's the funniest thing in the whole thing. That, just that gag, that concept. <laughs> that did make me laugh. Yeah. Number, Number six, six, Ninja Assassin. Have you heard I'm good about this or not? I, um, I don't know, because all of the reviews I've gotten have been from chicks, and you can't d- trust their opinions because it's like, got rain! Because it's just like, you know, it's like even covered in blood, rain is so beautiful. You got um, that text as well. Yeah. <laughs> I got it twice. <laughs> and I'm like, how's the movie? <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing in it while he's beautiful? Uh, number five, Christmas Carol. Why did they release it so early? It's so odd. I have no idea. So it can build momentum, I suppose. No, it's losing it in the states. Number, number four, Old Dogs. Another. I hear this movie is. Old, I hear this movie is complete. This dog is Travolta shit. and Christmas. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. I'd rather gouge my eyes out with spoons. Number, what? What? Why? Why a spoon, sir? Why? Why not a fork? Uh, spoon, you gotta. <laughs> That's oh no, that, that, these. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's dull, you idiot. It'll hurt more. Number three, 2012. Number two, The Blind Side. What's that? The Blind Side is an inspirational sports movie starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Number one, The Twilight Saga, New Moon. We're going to have to see this because this, be, this could be our holy grail. It could be the movie that we literally spend an hour bitching about. It could give us enough material because Death Race wasn't it, Mummy Three wasn't it. I haven't seen anything since then. I, 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 I don't. The I Love don't. Guru was pretty bad, but you know we got to find out this is worse than the Love Guru. I, I don't know. I mean, like I just I even find the trailer painful. <laughs> the, the trailer was painful to watch, and it's like I'm not so sure I can deal with it. Yeah. Robert Ebert gave it one star. <laughs> but let's go see it and let's record you not dealing with it. All right. <laughs> I just want to sit around a whole bunch of teenagers and I'm going to talk throughout the entire fucking movie. I'm just sad. I'm fed up with this shit. I'm going to watch it with a vampire. So, like, this movie sucks. <laughs> this movie's bullshit. Okay. All right. So, thanks for listening and uh, keep on trucking. Again, if you want to listen in or e- you know, join the show, you can um, email us at podcast at mcyapandfries.com. I won't repeat it because you said it very well just thank now. you and also if you're on iTunes be nice to us a review be good. even if you think it's shit go ahead and a final thank you to the talking shit people yes so hi shit mates thanks nerds thanks jitterbug and here's a little song to play us out one day I saw a child playing with a rugby the size of a tangerine a long time ago I saw a child playing with a tangerine size of a tangerine. My friends and I were working for the local tangerine. <laughs> but in six months, we never met anyone. Tangerine. <laughs> I saw Roby playing with a child the size of a tangerine. No! The bandit. was in Burma. Oh, good for you! And how was it? <laughs> Give me a fucking answer! <laughs> Tangerine. Tangerine. <laughs> I saw a child with a rugby in Arizona. <laughs> Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. I found one. <laughs> this is ridiculous.
retarded. <laughs> but awesome. 